Welcome back to Word of God. We're three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old time fan. My pronouns are vvam or it's, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ash comma man. I'm Emma the Latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. You can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he, him. You can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones, and I'm still staggering with how quickly this episode just started. <laughs> you just jumped to me like... I, I'm a good actor. You can follow the show on uh, Tumblr and Twitter at Word of Godcast. You're <laughs> doing great. I was like keeping my professionalism to a maximum. I was like, I'm not going to comment about how I have to remember my own intro every single time. And then you guys are like, let's just part the curtains here. So this yeah. is, this, this we are is transparent. The, we gotta we gotta cause that parasociality in people. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, we're cool and relatable. We're real people. Give me money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sort we don't of. even have any way for people to give us no, money. No, we don't. Not yet. Uh, and, anyway, here's some content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include murder by dismemberment, stalking, mugging, sexual harassment by a boss, murder of sex workers, Omegaverse and nodding, uh, suicide by hanging, gore, gory death, gory accidental death, and eating disorders. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send us an email at wordofgodcast at gmail.com. And that part I do have memorized. Congratulations. <laughs> I like only having to have one thing memorized. Thank you. Thank you, you too. See, all the room work. in my brain is taken up by the the Bath and Body Works like uh -huh. announcement. Thanks for coming to see us today. That. I can say it perfectly. I can do the last stop anyway. on the train, boys. Mm. That's valid. <laughs> Hold on, you can't just say that and then not do it. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the last stop on this train. Everyone, please leave the train. Thank you for running with MTA New York City Transit. Thank and you. And then so, the bathroom for any New Yorkers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Uh, thanks for coming to see us today. We want everyone to give love this Christmas. So oh, I please, us. So please be sure to wear a mask while shopping and practice social distancing by keeping six feet from ever six. Six feet from others. Um, You're almost perfect. Like I can 90%. do it at work. You guys are making me nervous. You're giving me performance anxiety. <laughs> yeah, we're just from all of us at Bath at and Body Works. Have a merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah, boo. The older one was worse. <laughs> Today we're talking about two seventeen Heart and two eighteen Hollywood Babylon, both of which are very good episodes, and at least one of which is very sad. Oh, uh, today we're sad. Mm-hmm. Very sad. I'm sitting sad here. I'm, <laughs> I almost said gerrymandering. I'm sitting here filibustering because I don't want to talk about this episode. I'm too sad. <laughs> gerrymandering Supernatural. <laughs> Beloved listeners, we're recording this episode at night rather than our usual, like, early afternoon. And so our energy is going to be very different today, I think. Also, it's Candle Day weekend at work, so mm -hmm. we're all very exhausted for various reasons. Yeah. So, 217 Heart, my starting synopsis? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Don't stop yeah. me. Uh, was written by Sarah Gamble, and we open in San Francisco, bigger city than usual. Uh, this woman named Madison is at a bar with her friends. Her boss, Nate, tries to hit on her, but she tells him that she's already called him a cab. She's very lighthearted about it. It seems to be a regular occurrence. 
Um, her, she and her friends laugh about it, and then she sees a creepy man in the corner of the bar standing at, staring at her. Uh, that when she looks back, he's gone. So she is spooked by this and hurries out to her car alone in a dark parking lot, which is the least realistic Supernatural has ever been. And then he follows her. In the morning, Madison goes into work and finds Nate, who is, like, shredded on his desk. Title card. Then we see Sam asking the morgue employee about Nate's body, and she says that, it, you know, she doesn't want to admit it because she likes her job, but this is, seems to be wolf bites and admits that he's missing a heart. A heart. His heart. <laughs> he's missing his heart. Yeah. Uh, Dean is very excited to have a werewolf case, um, and we find out that Nate is the first male victim. Previously, all the victims of this local werewolf have been women, specifically sex workers. Dean and Sam go talk to Madison and meet her neighbor, Glenn. They hear about her ex, Kurt, who is the guy at the bar. Um, so they go check out Kurt. Um, we see Kurt watching Madison on the lawn. She sees him. But at Kurt's apartment, they don't find anything except that outside, a policeman is killed by the werewolf from the wolf's point of view, which is pretty cool. Um, back to Madison's place, they play rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to stay with her and because she's hot. <laughs> and Sam wins, so Dean goes back to check out Kurt's place of work and stalk him for the rest of the day. Sam is very cute and awkward with Madison. She's, like, folding her underwear. She's watching her soap opera. He gets hooked on it. They have nice bonding moments, and she tells him about... Um, getting mugged, which changed her perspective on life. She became less insecure. She dumped Kurt. Um, Dean, meanwhile, while Sam is having this heartfelt moment, Dean is at a strip club watching, supposedly watching Kurt. Um, <laughs> Madison has a moment of tension with Sam and goes to bed by herself. And Dean hears a crash at Kurt's house and goes in, and Madison is a werewolf who has killed Kurt. Uh, Dean slices her with a knife, and Madison runs away. In the morning, Dean, who has apparently been knocked unconscious, calls Sam and tells him about this. And so Sam checks that Madison has that injury and then ties her to a chair while she pleads with him because she doesn't actually know that she's a werewolf. She's not conscious as a werewolf. Um, yeah. Dean is ready to kill her, but Sam is sympathetic and points to a possible cure from the journal. Um, apparently killing the wolf that bit her might stop her from transforming so sam connects this to the mugging and um promises dean that he'll kill madison if he has to so he stays with her while dean goes out to find the werewolf he sees a guy um, terrorizing another woman who's implied to be a sex worker and he kills him he shoots him with a silver bullet and it was glenn um madison sees her apartment when she wakes up smashed to pieces i mean like scratched up and the boys head out, as Sam promised, but they're still lurking because they want to make sure that she doesn't transform. So Madison notices their very conspicuous car, and they go back inside and stare at each other all night. Um, but she doesn't turn, yay. So Dean heads out, Madison and Sam have sex all day long, and then <laughs> that night it's she does turn. Sad. It's literally all day long. Uh, but that night she does turn and gets out Sam is like frantic to find another way but Dean is still resigned to killing her Madison calls from a payphone and they bring her back Madison begs Sam to kill her rather than let her hurt anyone else because this is the way you can save me and Sam crying takes Dean's gun we hold on Dean in the next room and his single man tear and then his flinch at the gunshot credits and the music just cuts the last shot it's a really good episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, this last shot's what I drew a really fucked up emoji. We'll add it to the show notes. <sighs> this is In one of face. like this. Let's not focus on the last shot before we get to it. But this is probably one of the saddest episodes, like yeah, at least in the early seasons. I I I I said in the chat like I was just here for a good time with werewolves. I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting this yeah. goofy show to make me sad. Jazz hands, supernatural. It puts worms in your brain. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes those worms are sad. <laughs> <laughs> We just have sad little worms squirming around in our skulls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the delirium has set in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. The song so, playing in at the start of this episode is a jam, I noted. I didn't even notice that there was a song. What song would that be? Uh, I think it's it's um like the the soundtrack to the TV show. Like I don't think it's a a song song. You know. Oh. I'm just going okay. and checking right now. It's yeah, it's this guitar that's like brown brown brown. That's my that's my attempt to do the guitar. Okay. Okay. Um in the bar I like that there's very fruity little girl drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all got the they have, like the marked fun colors yeah. in cute little glasses. Mm-hmm. Um huge Crowley vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Emma, we can't talk about him yet. I know, I know. I have to throw some bones to the people who know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Um, we can't talk about the summer of love yet. <laughs> this is great. Um, I like One day. So <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say something that I don't know if it's true because I don't know if I had time for it, but it would be fun to one day re-listen to this after having finished the show oh and catch all the references that y'all make. It would that be is so a lot fun, of hours of investment, but do it. It is a lot of hours. It is a lot. Of, it is, yeah. So is we watching record, 15 seasons of Supernatural record, and making a podcast about it. I don't it. know if you two know, but we record long fucking episodes. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm aware. It takes me like two days to listen to them on my commute. Um, which reminds me, I actually did not catch up to our latest episode this time. Normally I do. Oh, no. Hmm. Anyway, um, as I was saying, I like that... that um, Madison's friend goes, does that happen a lot? And she says, only on the days that mm -hmm. end with a Y. Like, she's very casual about the fact that her boss is a little bit of a creep. Yeah. He seems like a harmless creep. Like, he's so bad at, flir at like, quote-unquote flirting. Yeah. like, he shouldn't be doing and that, like, but he doesn't seem to be, like, yeah. dangerous about it. He's just, meh. Yeah, he's just, un he's just a pest. Yeah, he's, he's goofy, and, like, Madison just thinks he's like dumb she yeah. makes, she makes fun of him and he like kind of takes it in stride so i think like he kind of once he like gets rolling he kind of is like oh yeah this is what i do i should not be doing this and then he's like yeah she should make fun of me for it because yeah, it's like, really in funny. middle of his mm -hmm. attempt he sees that she's smiling and she he's like this isn't working at all is it and she's like no it's not yeah <laughs> it's really good mm-hmm um, when she's getting in her, her car, there's, like, a mirror shot. It's cool. Like, she sees him in the mirror, I think. Mm, yeah. Well, she sees, um, uh, what's his face in the mirror, right? Kurt? Her ex. Yeah, that's Kurt. Kurt. Who looks like Walmart version Sebastian Stan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he does. Oh, my God, he does. He does. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a lot of Walmart 
There, there's a Walmart Willem Dafoe in the next episode too. Oh yeah. Got a lot of got a lot of store brand actors. Sorry, supernatural people. Um, my next note is when Madison finds Nate, she drops the coffee pot and smashes it to pieces. Um, Sam coded of her to drop her coffee. Oh my God. She's perfect for him. <laughs> Emma's Emma's will be like, is anyone going to turn this uh, cinematographical repetition into something deep and meaningful and not wait for an answer? It's just bad <laughs> directing, Emma. I'm going to check the director one second. It's Sarah Gamble, so I'm guessing it's Kim Manners. It's Kim Manners, yeah. It's Thank Kim you. Manners again. Okay, well, maybe not bad directing, but... <laughs> Repetitive directing, yes. Um, next up at the morgue, the employee says that this is... Sam says, come on, Doc, off the record. And she says, okay, way, way off the record. And he goes, sure. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. I like cute writing. It is. I. It feels like it would be a big deal that this person's heart is missing. I don't know. Yeah. If I were, if I were a detective on this case, I'd be like, all right, this is... Hmm. And I guess if they, but mm. I was like, it's a wild he, animal he attack. Like, also, it happened like in an office building. Victim, you know. Yeah, like, the entire display. thing is bizarre. Is like truly baffling. Like this case could have been in Hannibal, and then it was like he's yeah. serving heart at his next dinner. Yeah. By the way, great episode name with the like both uh, <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> and literal. This yeah. episode will rip your heart out. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm going to kill you. And then, yeah, it's werewolves. And Dean loves werewolves. He's so excited that it's a werewolf. He's, He's like, ah, oh, yeah, loser. sick. I haven't I seen him. a werewolf He's since so I was a kid. He's like barely in it, but. Yeah. He's, He's very good. He picks up one of the. He gets out his silver bullets. He's like, we know it kills him. Let's do mm-hmm. this. And Sam gets really bitchy Which... and goes, gee, Sparky, maybe after we kill her, we can go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's he says, real good. Dean this says is a good Sam are badass. Uh-huh. Dean loves a good movie villain. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. He loves movie it's monsters. So he likes to it's be also the guy hero. The dramatic irony in hindsight is thick and palpable. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's going to be so simple, says Dean. Sarah Gamble. We've done it again. <laughs> Did y'all catch what Glenn and Dante is a reference to? Landis and Dante. No. I did not, but I checked the wiki, so I can tell you they both directed Werewolf Oh, sorry, Lance. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, I said Glenn. I, like, just brain farted Glenn instead of Landis. Yeah, Glenn is Madison's friend, the werewolf who bit her. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I want to talk about Glenn's that's a, yet, so. That's Actually, a cuter that reference. Hmm, so. okay. Um... Yeah, that's a that's a cuter slash like more obscure reference than Dean normally makes with his fake names. Yeah. Well, he's excited about pop culture werewolves, so he's yeah. got them on the brain. Dean googling where? Actually, wait, no. Dean never has to Google any movie facts. No, he's got an IMDb. We'll in talk his about brain, this next like episode. Dean could. I don't have it in my brain. Things. I'd look at. <laughs> I just use Google. Movies just happen to be his special interest. Yes. Yeah, I was about to make that joke also. Uh, autistic Dean keeps winning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. true. Um, okay, so my note for Glenn is that both times we see him, he's wearing a church shirt. Um, in this one, it's yeah. a mission church shirt, and later, I didn't write it down specifically, but he's writing again. He's He's got 
some sort of church shirt on. Um, so I think it's fascinating of Sarah Gamble to make this implication that he's doing, uh, you know, he's pulling a hook man. He's doing, uh, mm. what, what on earth is the word I'm looking for? Houses of the Holy. There we go. Um, he's, mm-hmm. he's 17, 213, 217. Sarah Gamble's religion against sex workers continues. Um, uh-huh. Well, I guess, again, sexuality. Nope. It was a sex worker in 17 as well. Um, where we have the, the, you know, men from the church killing women he thinks are immoral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can also see, this is kind of what my interpretation has always been, although I think both of them are very good, and knowing Sarah Gamble, I think, Emma, you're probably on track. Um, but I also ki- kind of have always seen it as, like, him being... I don't know if repressed is the right word, but, like, it's his subconscious trying yeah. to work through some kind of messed up relationship he has with his sexuality and with women and with, like... So not just, like, the holy night kind of thing, but also, like, these are women that are perceived as easy, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. because they're sex workers, and, like, they're easy to prey on, supposedly. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's always kind of how it read to me. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Right. I think... My reading is from the fact that, um, where was it? When when they discover that Madison is not conscious when she's a victim. But it says, here, Dean says she she ganked her boss and her ex-boyfriend. That doesn't sound rash and unconscious. And Sam says, yeah, but what if it was Dean? I mean, what if some animal part of her brain saw both those guys as threats? Hell, the cop, too. Um, Madison kills cops. Um, so just uh-huh. like Madison the, said a cab. Implication that, like, subconsciously the animal version of these werewolves is attacking people for reasons that are, like, buried in their conscious brain. So either reading still works mm. based on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I like both reading. Yeah. Um, my next note is about the rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> so cute. Um, my, my next note is the, the, when Madison says, you know, the type and Sam gives Dean a look uh-huh. and says, yeah, <laughs> I do funny. actually. Dean is like visibly drooling over Madison. <laughs> yeah. Literally. He's very Also Glenn made Madison, her a casserole. Though. It's peak white people. Yeah. yeah there's some kind of interesting, like not upstairs, downstairs, but that thing we were just talking about of like face you show to the world and like the repression inside of you mm-hmm. of like glenn on top of everything you just said glenn also like a casserole making a casserole for your neighbor is the most like friendly white neighbor thing in existence and like to, yeah him being to, the werewolf is yeah to quote uh oh i think i know what you're gonna quote is it max yeah but i want to find the episode name i want to sound smart like emma uh, <laughs> i could tell you the episode name and no <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> to to quote uh, 114 Nightmare, because uh, nothing says I'm sorry like a tuna casserole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh at me, I'll kill you both. You definitely got that one on the first try. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I did. Yeah. That was off the dome. Yeah, it totally didn't take you like 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You've been sworn to secrecy. Um, also in the scene, Madison Madison says something was he got it in his head that something was going on between Nate and I, and it bugs me. Like, okay, grammar is uh, mm. constructed and has you know racist implications when strictly 
um, I can't make any words go right now. Applied. Thank you. Enforced. Enforced is the word I wanted. Um, et cetera, et cetera. But according to like the strict rules of grammar, Nate and I, even though it sounds more correct, is actually wrong. Mm. You don't need to overcompensate like that, Madison. Because you wouldn't say between okay, I. English major. It's between me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Who cares about grammar? Exactly. Like, I was annoyed with myself for noticing it, but I did notice it. <laughs> Fucking grad uh-huh. student. Ew. Derogatory. <laughs> um, when Dean and Sam play rock, paper, scissors. Wait, before that. And, okay. Um, she tells them about Kurt, right? And then we have a scene of them walking to the car saying, so what do you think? The boyfriend is so suspicious. You think it's him? Well, let's go visit him. Like, terrible writing. Cut it. We can understand. Uh-huh. We heard her saying yeah. that he's suspicious. We can just cut to that. We don't need to have this. <sighs> yeah. Lazy. Didn't like it. But then, hey, Ash. Yeah. They play rock, paper, scissors. No, 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 no. No, no before that. Fuck. She I don't looks remember what window. happened before that. She looks out the window and Kurt lo- is out there looking up at her the same way the clown was looking up oh. at the girl <laughs> from the clown episode. Were you scared of Kurt the same way you were scared of that clown, Ash? I mean, I think if I looked out the window and Walmart brand Sebastian Stan was looking back at me like, like that, I would probably be pretty creeped out. But not in the same way as I would be if it was a clown. Or a horse. Or a horse. <laughs> Well, we have more to add to to Moore's uh, artistic <laughs> rendition of my deepest darkest fear. Stan. Sebastian Stan as a horse clown demon. <laughs> just like add a wig. Uh, just give him just a give him that, Yeah, give him that fluffy long hair. <laughs> this is this is what my close reading benefits me. Is just noticing that they use the same camera <laughs> angle tricks. <laughs> When they're uh, at Kurt's place, yeah. Dean is like looking through the fridge. They're trying to find stuff, and Sam says, "Check the freezer. Maybe there's some human hearts behind the Hagen <laughs> or something." Love that for him. Yeah, it's a cute line. <laughs> um, and then, as I mentioned, the um, cop being killed is from the dog's perspective. The camera mauls the bark, bark police. Is this when they run out and they see like the claw marks down the side of the wall? Mm-hmm. That was good. Well, I like that. Well, I think that. they see the claw marks and then they hear the gunshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A minute later. Yeah, that cop gets owned. Get fucked. Okay, now we're at rock, paper, scissors. Then they put, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is one of my favorite Sammy moments it's, ever. It's yeah. a good Dean moment, too. It's really good for both of the boys. But I love I love when Dean loses Sam <laughs> in the most <laughs> shitty yeah. way. Because Dean yeah. always with the scissors. Yeah. It's so uh-huh. cute. And then they, and they do it again. He just does scissors again. He just does scissors again. He's so cute. Look at Dom. And Sam gives him a little pat on the shoulder and goes, what's love out there? He's such a bitch and I love him. I love it when they let Sam be a bitch. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam handshake cast. So true. Yeah. Like, Dean, you've been playing rock, paper, scissors with this kid for, like, 23 years? 24 years, probably? Since he was old enough to put his hand into a fist? (laughs) Uh, You should know by now. When he wins, he does this little, like, lip bite and, like, shoves his hands in his pockets, and it's really cute. Adorable. Adorable. And also when he's, like, Dean always with the scissors, he, like, reaches out and puts a hand on his shoulder as if they, like, as if he's, like, infantilizing him or something. It's so cute. It's like, oh, poor baby, pick scissors again. Peak little sibling energy. Uh-huh. It's really good. And, like, it's, it's so clear that Dean tried to, 
um, reverse psych- mm-hmm. reverse psychology him by yep. you know you think he's not gonna again. do it anymore so he's gonna do it so so he'll win but Sam was like he's gonna do it again isn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Another very good uh sibling line also is sam like right before this says why do you always get to hang out with the girls and dean says because i'm older mm-hmm. this is like the it's first really time good. we see sam choosing to express interest in a woman which yeah. is like because mm-hmm. also through, through season one he was still mourning jess and now he's like starting to move on which makes this episode mm-hmm. even more of a gut punch but like Immediately afterwards, Sam is sitting at the kitchen table and Madison decides to fold her underpants on the kitchen table in his face. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, I think I will sit on the couch and leave. <laughs> She's so obviously him. flirting with uh-huh. him. It's, it's adorable yeah, how it's... he's like, I pretend I do not see it. I am uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, oh God. Meanwhile, if that had Underwear, happened to Dean, it would away. have taken like five minutes. Yeah. Max. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam has, Sam does... <laughs> Sam has like weirdo dar instead of a gay dar. He's got he just can sense a weirdo. Yeah, it's cute. Why you're neurodivergent? You know how this works. Yes, we travel in packs. It's true. We congregate. It's true. <laughs> gay people handshake neurodivergent people. Also, like as soon as Sam sits down on the couch, his phone rings, and he's like, "Let me guess, you're sitting on her couch." <laughs> uh huh. Very good dialogue this, in this episode. Calls him a stiff. Mm-hmm. And then Dean says, what's she wearing? And Sam says, bye, Dean, and hangs up on him. And Dean goes, oh, <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> They're it's so, so cute, this episode. And They're then like he watches adorable. her soap opera with her. Yeah. And so gets cute. super into it. So it's so cute. It's like, this is... Sam has Sam and Madison have really good chemistry, especially in the mm-hmm. scene where they're talking about the soap opera. Uh, she's like, admit it, you're hooked. And Sam's like, no, 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 no. And she laughs. And it, yeah, the whole that whole scene is really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, extremely Sammy line of, uh, you're clearly smart. Your house is full of, is full of great books. <laughs> yeah. Sam's so peeking like, at her library equating. and being like, ooh. Oh, exactly. Like he's 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 eyeing her bookshelves. He's scoping out the place, uh-huh. but also like equating intelligence with well-read classic sam's sam is sapiosexual (laughs) saying terrible things (laughs) why i'm gonna hunt you for sport sam sees a copy of simulacra and simulation he's like ooh. (laughs) i'm such a nerd (laughs) (laughs) clearly i am not sapiosexual because i don't know what the fuck that was a reference to uh, it's just on my mind because I watched The Matrix last night. Actually, The Great Books was just her anime collection. Fuck, collection. <laughs> I was gonna say. I caught myself, I'm sorry. Twitter, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about Any- to get cancelled anyway. by weebs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all of my next three notes are... Variations on he, they are so cute, and Dean's face followed by the uh-huh. equi- equivalent of a key smash. <laughs> Dean's face when he's like looking up at the stripper. Yes. Literally his that face. That might have been what it was. He has like he's got, his he's mouth making open. a real face. I love when Dean has his mouth open. I can't explain it's... <laughs> it. It's just so good. <laughs> I, I can. Okay. I can. I won't. <laughs> Hold on. What, Wyatt? I, I have it. Give me one second. 
he saved this this image to his computer for personal reasons, clearly. No, I I, I was scrolling through the video <laughs> and it popped up in the little thumbnail and it was like, ah, perfect. I know exactly where to go for this. Look at this face. Sure. Hey, Wyatt, how many shirts are you wearing right now? <laughs> two. <laughs> also two. <laughs> <laughs> this, I can't get... Oh, come on. There's a... It's not happening, but there's another... The face that's showing up in the thumbnail is even better, but I can't get the frame to for pause on it. Oh, I can take a picture of it with my phone. <laughs> that's even better. The That's truly the vibes this evening. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it now. This is, this is, this is already holding us up way too much, but the sunk cast <laughs> fallacy is getting me to post this now. Ah, oh, there he is. His that's tongue! The face. That's the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's making the he's making the awesome face. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know. Post it and we'll find out. This, this, he's this face. <laughs> Quit. I'm not doing this fucking podcast with you guys anymore. I am lagging. Off. He is. It's the face he's making. No, you're right, and I hate that you're right. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we undertook this journey to get here. Uh, okay, anyway. Uh, next up we get an extremely awkward scene between Madison and Sam. Yeah, she says she's gonna go to bed, and Sam's like, okay, I'll be here. Um, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah, she, she gives him, she, she okays him twice. Yeah. And then he okays her back. Like, okay appears four times in this, like, ten second clip. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's incredible. Yeah. And then Sam is very bored on the couch, and then we cut to, like, rock music. Yeah. It's good. It's a fun cut. And then uh, Kurt gets eaten. Ripped to Kurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's worth noting at this point that when we say werewolf, supernatural werewolves don't look like especially Yeah, furry. they're just like, yeah, they're the most boring kind of werewolf. Yeah, that post about how supernatural monsters are just yeah. people. Um She's got, like, fangs and claws and very blue eyes, which apparently, the wiki says, gets changed, and later they have green eyes. This episode Mm. features different werewolves than most of the lore. The, uh, the peoplefication of supernatural monsters. The (laughs) just-some-guyification. Um, by the way, I called that she was the werewolf, um, in the, the moment she said, um... Oh, where is it? Oh, the moment Sam calls her unusual, I wrote in the chat, she's the werewolf, and Super called it, and then was very sad that I called it. Trying to figure out what the fuck this word says. Oh, they keep using waste again, and other... Oh, yeah. Uh, Ganked. Synonyms. Yeah. I think Sam uses blow away. Yeah. Apparently, Madison, while she's, while Madison is tied up, she's like, the whole I'm a cop trick, I'm so stupid. Like that line i don't really have coherent thoughts there it's just a lot i feel so sorry for madison throughout this entire episode but here in particular where she's like what the fuck is happening this like cute boy i like it's tied me to a chair that's bad i don't like that and now he thinks i'm a werewolf um when sam mentions that thing we mentioned earlier of him seeing the people she killed as threats um dean says what are you the dog whisperer Which is, Dean in this whole scene 
it very much shows the thing we've taught. We, we keep talking about over and over again is the moment Dean knows that someone's a monster. It's like a switch is flipped. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. She's a monster. She's going to, she's got to die. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to stop empathizing with her immediately and start making jokes about killing her. Yeah. Um, when they're trying to figure out the mugging, um, Sam says, did he bite you? And Madison goes, how did you know that? Like, hello, he thinks you're a mm-hmm. werewolf. That's like, <laughs> keep up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, when Dean sees the bite scar, he says, believe me, that could have been a lot worse. Interesting. Show me your werewolf scars, Dean. <laughs> he calls it a love bite. Mm-hmm. He and he says that they haven't seen werewolves since they were kids. Mm, well, I mean, he's seen what werewolves do to people. Yeah, I'm not saying it has to have been him targeted specifically. I'm just saying it's not impossible. Maybe he saw his dad's scars. Maybe. I just, I always thought that he meant like, the uh, could have been a lot worse is like dismembered and have your heart ripped out. Uh huh. Okay, sort of fair. Deal. There's a very sad Sam line here where he's like, if this goes the way I pray it does. Yeah, this is the line you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. walk out the door, I'll never come back. You'll live the rest of your life. I'll just be a bad memory. Yeah. yeah. They're both just kind of like staring at each other tearfully. Mm-hmm. That's where I have a little We've, frowny uh... face in my notes. Yeah, we've made fun of Jarped's acting multiple times over the and course of this podcast, but yeah. he's very good in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, the trivia Also page. have a very fad. Oh, are you going to talk about the thing that I was going to talk about? I don't think so. The wiki page uh, says in the trivia section that Jared revealed that in order for Sam to cry right before yeah. killing Madison, this Jared thought about his dead dog. Yeah. Which is very sad. Specifically, fact. he thought about having to euthanize his dog. Oh, which... I didn't see that part. That's not in the yeah. same page. Yeah, I saw it in the in the Amazon yeah. Prime trivia. It's so sad. It is very sad. Similarly, Dean's like final shot where he just looks like heartbroken is also because he was very sad that that Jarpat was very sad. Aww. Just our boys getting sad together on set, just having a having a having a time. You know how it be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a while to go before that. My next notes are during the sex scene. Okay, well, I want to talk about Glenn. Yeah, because uh, yeah. um, the woman he goes after is doing like a a walk that reminds me of the GTA stripper walk meme, but she's like doing oh it God. mostly from her head, so she's walking like a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn did make me very sad because when Dean shoots him, um he's you know back to human and he goes it happened again where am i yeah help me oh god oh my god and like coughs up some blood um so he also didn't really know what was going on and dean says all right easy glenn just take it easy and like and then glenn just the shifts of dean from like being all we have to kill these people to like comforting him as he dies scared and confused is like oof. it's yeah 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 it's fucked Mm-hmm. werewolves are bad i don't like them <laughs> just like as a concept or because they make you sad <laughs> i don't like them in supernatural that's fair if it helps apparently later werewolves are not ignorant in their transformed state or ignorant of their transformed state that's better i guess Less pathetic at least. Yeah. Maybe pathetic is not the right word. Uh, I think pathetic is right in the classical sense of co- of mm-hmm. like inspiring pathos. There we go. Yeah. Thanks, English majors. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
when when we saw Madison's scratched up apartment, Ace goes, she is not getting her deposit back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. When they're talking about why Glenn turned Madison instead yeah, of killing her. I hate this part. I hate it. Dean sure says a thing. He sure says hot breeding action. About werewolves. And you had to say it too. <laughs> yeah, I did. I Listen, I took the hit. Someone had to say it. I took it for the two of you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's I really did appreciate it. Say. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it in... Wyatt is a sweet, sweet angel. I don't want to hear that type of shit out of his mouth. That's why I took the hit for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's bad. It's bad, Dean. It's okay. It Come gets on, worse. man. It does get worse. Oh, I don't mean in this episode. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it, this episode it gets worse in this episode, but in a different it way. It does. But it does get worse later in the <sighs> show. Yeah, that line makes me wish I did not have very specific knowledge about very specific things. Uh-huh. <laughs> The internet is a bad place. Don't go on it. Yeah, the psychic damage I took when Dean said that was was uh-huh. was high. <sighs> um. Anyway, Susan it's... is that in Emma? <sighs> oh God. It's it's. I wasn't thinking of anything from canon. <laughs> you weren't thinking of anything from canon. I was thinking of. A very I know what Emma was episode. thinking of. Okay, I do. I do know a couple of things you might be talking about okay, but i'm well, not talking I have about to google them. something while you google that i just want to say it's it is very cute during this like car well, conversation when madison comes out and she's like what are you guys still doing here and Jean's like we're uh lurking <laughs> yeah and she just invites them in it's like just it's finally somebody called them on the impala being a very bad secret car uh-huh it is a very bad secret car it's very recognizable <laughs> ash just sent me so many question marks <laughs> I wish I had your brain. (laughs) Emma! (laughs) We do have the same brain. I am concerned for you. Are you concerned because you do or don't know what I'm talking about? That's literally what it's about! I I don't want to talk about nodding on our super- No! Why did you say it out loud? No, Wyatt knows our sins. (laughs) Somebody had to! I mean, I know what you're talking about. How is that not where See, your I mind thought, went? Emma, I thought you were talking about season 8, episode 15, not Omegaverse. <laughs> I was talking about canon. Okay, well, I knew that one was coming. Uh, I had to just check which one it was, but... I'm cutting all back. of this. I'm getting you back for saying hot breeding action. Dean said it! I had to quote <laughs> him! We were, t- we were talking about it. I have another note about Dean's mouth. Tell us more about how much you uh, noticed Dean's mouth, Emma. It's very pretty. I'm not shy. <laughs> this is I the delirium. Uh huh. This is this is. Why are you guys delirious? Everybody. It's past eleven o'clock for me. I I've ate two big fajitas and I'm sleepy. Also, I just finished GMing for four hours straight, so my brain is cheese. That's valid. All my brain wants to do is play Genshin. Um, I like the weird you. little tension does. with the three of them as they wait for yeah the morning. And mm-hmm. um, as the sun sinks and the moon rises, Dean like puts out his gun, and Sam and Madison just kind of look at him, and he goes, "Oh no, you guys talk. It's really good. It's awful." God, mm-hmm. Dean, you're such a dickhead. Mm-hmm. He's such a dickhead. Um, and then Dean says he's gonna head out. Yeah. Before that, when she hugs Sam, Dean's like, "Ahem." Yeah. Dark. And he just yeah. gets a verbal thanks, and then he gets out, and then like punches the air. Yeah, he gives. It's like, oh yeah, hump. Sam's gonna get laid. Go for it. 
and medicine goes maybe that that's was why they were doing it all day maybe this is the first time sam's got his dick wet in two years yeah probably mm-hmm. has it been two years well we're halfway through season two so he hasn't even been jacking off he's just been like i am abstinent well i am sad <laughs> That feels accurate to him. So he was just ready to fucking go. Uh-huh. Um, Sorry for have, the cursed, cursed bullshit today. They uh-huh. have a little bit of a conversation about how <laughs> they could never go back to before it happened and then immediately uh-huh. start making out. It's really cute. But also in that scene, there's a continuity error of Sam's collar being up or down. Oh. Um, which was all That's I could funny. look at while they're saying these very important things. And then we have Sam's first very, very long sex scene that lasts a lot. It's, it's uh-huh. a lot of screen time. The fireplace, the music. It's clear that they're, like, trying to make it on the same level as the Dean Cassie sex scene. Uh-huh. But it's just You can't be Dean Cassie. You wish you were Dean Cassie. No. Yeah. Yeah. No one. No one. They wish People they can only aspire. Mm-hmm. It, there's just so much. And, like, it wouldn't be so bad, A, if the fireplace wasn't there. The music is fine. B, if it only lasted about 10 to 15 seconds. <laughs> At max, this was dead ass like forty five seconds of just different positions. Yeah, <laughs> lots of like real close up pictures of them biting each other's mouths. It was terrible. The camera is so close the whole time. No, straight up. And like it's I so get it because they don't want to show anything, but it's like it's like what is even the point of this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Show Jarpad's booty ass or get out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, don't want to see that. <laughs> I need to get kicked out of this podcast. I, I do need to say, every time Sam takes his shirt off, I'm always surprised. Like, he's always more muscular than I would expect him to be for some reason. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> we get lots of Sam titty in season six. All right. Or maybe just a lot of specific Sam titty. I don't remember. But yeah, Sam is always surprisingly buff. Um, When, D- when Sam goes to get Dean, he like runs so fast to the door that he like overshoots and skids. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like banging on it really like knock 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 knock. Dean. Yeah. That like Sheldon Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Why are you saying things? Why is this the second time I had to talk about Sheldon Big Bang Theory today? Okay, my next notes are in the Madison begs Sam to kill her scene. Are we in the headspace for that? Oh <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. Let's fucking go. Well, all right. Let's transition into that by pointing out that she's wearing his shirt. She is. Oh, she yeah. is. She's wearing his shirt. She's. He literally has to shoot a hole in his own shirt in order to kill her. Oh. Why'd you have to point that out? Oh. I have to suffer. My, my notes just devolve at this point. Yeah. No. My, my notes. notes are, I have three notes left. One of them is WHAM in all caps. The next is Dean looks so sad. And then more all caps, followed by another WHAM. My notes are, the fucked. Oh no, she's still <laughs> werewolfed. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Fuck. And then I have, I'm asking you to save me quoted. And then it goes, fuck. And then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sam is still trying to insist yeah. that there's a way to save her. She, he says, Madison says, yeah. Sam, I'm a monster. And Sam says, you don't have to be. We could find a way, all right? I can. I'm going to save you. Oof. Which, calling back to, um, which episode was it? A few episodes ago with the haunted house. 
playthings to 11. Um, mm-hmm. the, the emphasis that Sam has when he got drunk on like being able to save people and being unable to yeah. save people and unable to save himself and unable to stop himself from being the monster he's about to be. Um, I mean, it's supposed to be. And like now he has somebody else who's a monster and doesn't want to be and he can't save her. And she says, I don't want to die. I don't, but I can't live like this. This is the way you can save me, please. I'm asking you to save me, which is really so much writing. It's, it's, uh (sighs) uh-huh. Miserable. Mm -hmm. And then Dean comes in with the gun and and says, Sam, I'm sorry. And Sam says, no, you're right. She's right. And Dean says, Sammy, I got this one. I'll do it. And Sam says, she asked me to. And Dean says, you don't have to. And Sam says, yes, I do. Please. And takes the gun. Oof. It's really good. It's really effective. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Sam is like full on ugly face crying. Yeah. Yeah. But There's no single single man tear here. There's many man tears. Yeah. His whole face is wet. It's really good crying. And then the last shot. Yeah. Like Sam's full face wetness compared to Dean just like single man tearing and his yeah. giant flinch is really, really good. And like the the flinch fucking killed me because mm-hmm. this guy shoots guns for a fucking living. Yeah. Like, yeah, he flinches a little bit at the noise, you know, when he shoots them otherwise. But this is like he closed his eyes and everything. It's. I, if you're not watching along with us, I would suggest you watch this, like, la- the last, like, five That's or ten good. minutes just to, like, get the the emotion. Because mm-hmm. it's, ugh. Um, the song that plays uh, in this scene is also very good. It's uh, Silent Lucidity by Queensreich, Reich, I think is how you say that. It's, like, an old English word. Um, it's very, like, uh, they're, like, a heavy metal band. This is very, like, slow like sad song um do we have more notes for this or are we taking our break now yeah i mean before that i wanted to talk broadly just to like dig into the meat of this episode a little bit about uh our our old hobby horse of monsters in this show again yeah it made me start thinking about monsters as like almost the fact that they're like there's no framework to deal with them in a way that's i don't know is like stuck in my head like if there had been if there was like an institution in this world if there if there was like if society knew about werewolves and this was a thing that happened to people there would be like procedures and stuff in place if this happened to people like if there was a like if you designed a facility or like if you had people who could like keep an eye on her like she could live a normal life exactly and And it's never explained why she didn't transform that one time so like they could have kept looking into that yeah Mm -hmm. it's just like yes like according to the logic of the show they did they did have to do this because she was going to keep murdering people and that's bad but like it's so it's particularly tragic because it's like she's not evil like what has it like she werewolfism in this is like a disease sort of that like (laughs) makes you kill people and it's like it, it it seemingly does not have a cure but is not something that's, like, always active. Like, she can be, in like, a non-murderous person most of the time. Yeah. Well, and... it's like the the vampires that we met in Bloodlust, where they found a way to yeah. work around the, the quote-unquote monstrousness so that they don't have to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And even then, like, vampires are vampires all the time. Werewolves are only werewolves mm-hmm. sometimes. 
which is Biphobia. like, I don't know, extra. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. In a lab. <laughs> you know that one post where it was like fantasy Tumblr discourse? Oh my god. Oh, yes. Do not cite the deep magic scene, Yes, I do I know that there post. there when it was written. Yeah, now I have to cite that. Now we have to find that fucking post for <laughs> reference. Guess whose job that is? It's Yours. okay, it's mine, I know it. Anyway, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's interesting. Like, the, the show does continue to explore the idea of the monstrous, and I liked this, one's a, this one a lot in particular because it really leans into the tragedy of it. Yeah, like the idea that monsters are their own victims is also really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like uh, a thing that always like fucks me up so much, like in stories, is like when someone is already dead or like someone is already fucked and they just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Like the she she didn't the die the moment she got bit, but the inescapability of her death began the moment she was bit, and she just like kept living her life after that, like not knowing that she was doomed. Mm-hmm. She thought her life picked up after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like getting stuck in like an event horizon. It's terrifying to me. It's 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 kind of like it's kind of like watching Oedipus Rex, but with less yeah. incest. <laughs> yeah. Where like something great happens to somebody, but we the audience well Yeah, we I, didn't it's, it's know. It's your first I guess time watching. Yeah. yeah. Like in Oedipus Rex Rex you do know because there's a prophecy, mm-hmm. but here it's like yeah. We don't know the rules of this universe. Like, quite reasonably, maybe it did work. I guess the only thing is we do know the rules of fiction, and the moment the episode, like, seemed like it had ended and it had, like, eight minutes left, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, <laughs> something's gonna happen. Yeah, um, I just looked through my it's own It's not just gonna be eight minutes a, of slice in life. Slice of life. A tragedy That'd post that I was thinking of. It's um, one of those web-weaving posts about, like, the inescapability of tragedy. So I'm gonna link that. Mm really good yeah that's mostly what i wanted to talk about so i can do if if oh great okay real quick actor facts in between my dog barking. oh wait wait uh, i did have only one more thing, thing to say oh oh okay. um this is the first in- well i guess second if we count jess this is the first instance of um sam's cursed dick oh, yeah alex is yeah, really yeah. excited to uh let me talk yeah. about sam's cursed dick in this episode it's a shame that he's uh oh yeah here he comes yeah we're talking about sam's cursed dick now <laughs> Uh, he just gave a very approving nod. <laughs> <clears throat> but yes, this is the, the first instance besides Jess, who, I mean, I don't know if she, I don't want to say she doesn't count, but we don't get, we don't watch yeah. him have sex with her on screen. Yeah, they had like yeah, a committed they barely relationship. Do anything, this like, is Sam hooks up together. with someone and she immediately dies. Yeah. 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 The, the, the semen is poison. <laughs> like Spider-Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway. Um, okay, real quick, final thing. Uh, the guy who plays Glenn in this episode is uh, Lieutenant Hoshi in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, it's not a, not a huge actor fact, but he does survive till the end of the show, if I remember correctly. So spoilers. not a like, major character. Spo- spoilers for Lieutenant, uh, the character Lieutenant Hoshi of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the content warnings. Watch me. <laughs> um... Anyway, yeah, it's like it's a it's a notable enough character because he makes it and is in a bunch of episodes. That's all. Uh, Okay, now 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 we're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk about episode 18, Hollywood Babylon. (laughs) 
so season two, episode 18, Hollywood Babylon, was uh, written by... Uh, you don't know this off the top of your head? It's Ben Edlund. Okay, it's Ben Edlund. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. I didn't look it up when I wrote my synopsis. I don't know anything about anything. Um, so this episode opens on a creepy house. Uh, a young woman comes out into the dark calling for her friends. Uh, she gets snuck up on, on by someone and it scares her, but it's just her friend Brody. Uh, apparently, like, their friends are dead. Something happens. Uh, he's panicking. He's very upset. Um, the woman wants to find her sister, but Brody uh, decides to try and escape, so he runs off. Uh, she is left alone, and it's very creepy. The camera, like, goes right up on her, and she turns around and screams. And then we find out that she's an actress in a horror movie. Uh, they cut. Her scream was kind of lackluster, so the director? Maybe? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I think so. How did you go that okay. way? <laughs> yeah, I think the director's the one who calls cut. Yeah, um... <laughs> He's like, hey, can we dial that scream up? And she's like, yeah. It's, you know, she goes on about why and stuff. Um, it's not, it's not relevant to us right now. Uh, so she walks through the set and she goes and sits with one of her co-stars. I think it's the guy who plays Brody. Uh, and he's talking to a janitor who's talking about how the set is haunted and he gets weird vibes sometimes. Uh, they both kind of laugh it off and think that he's just kind of some goofy old dude. Um, and then we cut to her practicing her lines further back on the set, uh, all alone. Um, and she looks up and sees the ja the janitor dead above her, and the ghost is, uh, or a ghost is flickering out of existence. Title card. She lets out a very good scream. It's very, it's a very good. Cold it is open. a very good scream. <laughs> and also. it must be noted it's, as she yes. does her very loud, very good scream. We cut back to the production crew and. The director yeah. goes, now that's what I'm talking about. Then you get the title card. Yeah. It's really good. It's yeah. very good. It's very cold. This whole episode is so much fun. Really so fun. total whiplash compared to the previous one. Mm -hmm. yeah. This this episode walked so the French mistake could run. Literally. That's what I'm saying right now. Also Ben Edlund's. One day that will make mm. sense to you. Ben Edlund. Um, so we cut to the outside of the set. Um, we're in Hollywood, I guess. Uh Dean and Sam are taking like a tour of I don't know what the those places are called with all the sets, but it says in this transcript studio. the studio, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thanks, Alex and Emma and the transcript. <laughs> um, so they're taking a tour of the studio. We get a really great meta joke, which we will talk about, mm -hmm. um, and it's one of many in this episode. This episode is obviously really meta. It's making fun of itself a lot. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. That's part of why it's fun. But um... it's a very specific one that I'm thinking of that I definitely want to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, so they head onto the Hellhazer set, which is the title of the movie, uh, and they get confused for PAs, which I don't remember what that stands for. Personal assistant, uh, right? Production assistant. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Um, <clears throat> at first, they kind of resent it. Uh, Sam goes, what's a, product what's a PA? And Dean goes, <laughs> yeah. I think they're kind of like slaves. Great line. Classic. Yeah. It's so um, funny. Yeah. But this is an opportunity to look around the set, and then Dean also gets attached to the job. It's very mm. cute. This is a Dean. This is such a Dean this thesis thing Dean, in the fandom. Yeah. Like we can't get into analysis because um, we'll I'll go insane. That. First, do the synopsis. Let's go. <laughs> no, yeah, this is why I'm saying we will talk about it. I promise. Um, so they scan the whole set for EMF and get nothing. Uh, Dean asks Tara, the actress, about what she saw, and she explains. She shows Dean a picture of the dead janitor, and Dean 
apparently recognizes him. So oh. we cut to the guy's house. He is not dead. Uh, turns out he's like a bit actor. He's very much, or I don't know if bit actor is. He's right a character word, actor. He's, yeah, he's a background character actor. Um, He's, he's like one of those things where he's, he's like been in everything, yeah. but you wouldn't. He's the sort of person I spotlight in actor factors. Like this person has like two hundred acting credits under their belt. They've never been a major character in anything, but they're like a work a working actor. They've been in a billion things. Mm -hmm. Um, he's great. I love him. Uh, so it turns out that the producers or the studio or someone brought him in for the day to play the janitor to start spreading a rumor that the set and the and the movie were haunted and cursed. Uh, to get, like, more social media buzz. So next we head back to the set. Uh, the producer is making changes, like, on set to the movie. I think he's a producer. Um, this is Walmart Willem Dafoe. Oh, uh, he yeah. walks off alone. Okay, I, I need to point out, Walmart Willem Dafoe is Gary Cole, who's, like, a billion... He's Harvey Birdman. Uh, he's Kim Possible's dad. Uh, he's the vice president in the West Wing. Uh, he's in, like, a billion things, and it's very, like, it's true, he does kind of look like Walmart, Willem Dafoe, uh, but he is, like, the special guest of this episode, also. <laughs> Brad is a studio exec. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's a studio exec. Um, it's, it, I knew, I knew, as soon as I was like, yeah, this guy's Walmart, Willem Dafoe, I knew that I was going to be corrected and that he's actually, like, some kind of big deal. No, he's not a big deal, he's just, like, the most big deal actor who's in this episode. That's valid. He's not, he's um, no Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Sorry, Gary Cole. I know you're the principal and family guy, but you're not the Green Goblin. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so he walks off alone to check his messages. This is so 2007. He's got a little Bluetooth yeah. thing. It's fucking He's such incredible. an asshole. It's great. Like, that shit was state of the art. That's how you know he's, like, a big deal. Yeah, he literally has a Blackberry. <laughs> he literally has a Blackberry, guys. Um, so, and then a woman, she's wearing a robe, and she's in entirely in black and white. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's really good. It's a really cool effect. Um, I don't know if it's an effect or practical or both, but it looks really good. Um, he thinks that she is an actress, for the movie and that this is makeup uh and he makes a comment about how the rope marks around her neck uh won't stand out on camera mm -hmm. um and he starts to go back to make a comment about it to the makeup crew and she taps him on the shoulder takes off her robe obviously she's naked and she like leads him up in the, into the rafters for some reason uh-huh uh, he's like sure all right <laughs> yeah I, mean, I guess there's a green room but sure, probably. There's probably a green room. Um, and then we cut to the actors uh, doing a scene, and then he falls through the ceiling of the set, and he is hanging by a noose, and he's dead. Um, it's It takes everyone by surprise. It freaks everyone out. Mm -hmm. It's a really good moment. Yeah. Um, once again, this episode is really good. Uh, so Sam and Dean sneak into a trailer and watch dailies, which is just kind of like recordings that don't get put in the movie i guess it's, it's everything like i think i think yeah. the dailies are everything literally everything day, I think. Yeah. yeah yeah um they get a glimpse of a ghost in the scene that was picked up by the camera but no one else saw her uh they look through this the history of the set and they find out that there were a couple of deaths on stage nine i think is where they are over the years and four of them were fatal 
they find out that this is the ghost of a starlet from the 30s who hanged herself in the middle of a scene um, because the producer or the exec was she was having an affair with them with him and then he fired her uh and so she hanged herself and ruined the movie to get back at him i guess well and also probably because she was distraught Mm -hmm. um uh on this exact stage so they assume yeah on this exact stage uh so they assume that she's a vengeful spirit haunting the set um so they go salt and burn her body uh at the same time we see one of the producer director which which guy are you talking about Jay. Jay's a producer. Uh, yeah. He's a producer. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> he's on the phone. Everyone's left for the day. Um, so he's just kind of talking on the phone and complaining about uh, the other guy. Uh, the lights yeah. go out and he kind of stumbles very around. Good. Yeah, it's really good. He's very New Yorker. Um, he stumbles around. He goes, producer oh, walking so here. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, in like literally. in LA, which is Canada. It's- in this show, so, I mean, it's like, so I gotta. Funny. There's a joke about mm-hmm. that in the episode. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he wanders through the set trying to find the exit. He ends up at the. Okay, listen. You spend enough time in the set. It's a big box. Surely you know where the exit is. If uh-huh. you can find yourself to the house, which is the main focus of most of these scenes, you got lost in the you can fake find woods. To the door. It's probably less than a thousand square feet. In fairness to him, it's supposed to be like pitch black. It's just that it's not because we need to be it, able to see. But he did see the guy. That's true. Yeah. But surely you can, like, stumble. You, you know what direction it is. If you see the house, which obviously you can because you see the guy standing inside of it, you know what direction the door is. Also, there's probably an exit sign somewhere. Anyway, I've never been inside of a movie set. No, I think you're right. I don't think the but... exit sign would be Fire necessarily visible from the set because they wouldn't want the light to show up in the scene. Well, yeah, mm. but, like, the... The the house isn't very far. From no, it's the still edge dumb the that he couldn't find his way I mean. out. But I don't think the exit sign is yeah. like a viable strategy necessarily. Um, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it is dumb. But he finds a guy standing in the house, and he's like, "Hey, could you like help me out of here?" The guy doesn't turn around. He goes, "Hey, hello." Uh, and then the guy finally turns around, and he's got a real fucked up head. Uh, it looks like he lost a fight with a lawnmower. That's um, yeah. Wait, 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 the way you just quoted Dean from like two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm glad you picked that up. I don't know why I expected you not to. Two but... sixteen roadkill. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um. So, uh, one of the big industrial fans that they use for like wind effects or whatever turns on, and the producer, what you said he was, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he gets dragged into it, and he's dead now. We get a really great blood splatter. Um, so, uh, then we get, like, a cool trailer for this movie. <laughs> cool uh, which is maybe relative. From the... Uh-huh. Well, it's cool meta-narratively speaking. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Um, and they use footage from the show. It's really, it's really good. And uh, we mentioned this mm-hmm. in the episode where we talked about Route 666 as well. Um, so... And then we cut to Demon Sam watching more dailies, trying to figure out what's going on, since obviously it just wasn't just the one ghost, because they salted and burned her, and then some other, someone else died. Uh, so they find out that one of the PAs is mad about how much they're changing the script, and then they also notice in the dailies that the Latin incantation uh, in the movie is the real deal. So they go and talk to the other producer? Uh, I think they talk to the screenwriter. 
Is that who he is? I don't know. Walter is the other writer. He's one of the people. He did. He wrote the screenplay. Okay. Okay. Uh, the well. Oh no! Who are you the, talking to? Marty is the writer the of the, the movie, and Walter is the guy who yeah. wrote the script, the screenplay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean okay. the the. There's two screenwriters. There's the one who got his. There's the one who gets turned into a PA, and then there's the one who wrote the current version of the script. Mm-hmm. And they talk. The one to, who wrote the current version. Yeah, they talk to him. Is who they go talk to? Yeah. He's the person who would be credited in the credits as the screenwriter, anyway. Yeah, I don't know anything about how, uh, like screen acting is set up. I was a theater kid in high mm-hmm. school, so I only know like theater stuff. I know when I was checking when I was checking the writers for Supernatural. So this is TV versus movies. I'm not sure the difference in policy, but um, with Supernatural, sometimes it would say like written by, screenplay by, and list two names. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um. So they they ask about the script. Um. And he tells them that all the Latin was written by that PA, who is apparently not a PA, but the original writer of the movie, which we just said. Um. Dean gets a hold of the original script, and they discover that it's basically, they call it like a step-by-step necromantic ritual guide um, in the form of a movie, which is apparently actually pretty good. Uh, So they figure that Walter, who's the original writer, is the one summoning the ghosts. Um, The other, the two writers, Walter and the other guy, (laughs) meet on the (laughs) set. Uh, It's a very, like, weird, Walter was like, ah ha ha Hello, Mr. Anderson. We've been expecting you. It's very much like uh-huh. a v- weird villain moment. Um, so they meet on the set. Walter like go- tears into him for like taking his ideas and turning them into shitty Hollywood horror. Uh, and then he summons the ghost to try and kill the guy. But Dean and Sam show up and dispel the ghost with rock salt. They run off. They end up in the house on the set. Sam pulls out his phone camera, um, and he assumes that because they show up on the film, but not uh consistently to the human eye that they can show up on the phone camera and he uses that uh to guide dean on where to shoot uh walter takes off sam gives his phone to the guy to marty you know help dean and he marty thank you uh and he goes off to chase down walter they get outside and Walter throws the talisman that he was using in the ritual. He throws it on the ground and smashes it. He's like, yeah, now neither of us can have the, the ghost powers. And mm-hmm. Sam goes, uh-oh, you should not have done that. Because uh, now he's freed the ghosts who are pissed off that he disturbed their rest and then also made them murder some people. Um, so they murder so they, him. <laughs> yeah, they tear him to pieces. It's really icky. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, we in the denouement, Dean sleeps with the actress. Uh, he sure does. They walk off into a fake sunset. It's oh, so before, good. Before that, though, it's really, it's really, really, really good. But before that, um, Marty has incorporated the cell phone ghost scanning. Into oh yeah, the movie. yeah. Oh yeah, it's really yeah, good. It's really good. Yeah, I absolutely lost my shit at the fake sunset. The fake the sunset real is sunset. such an iconic shot. It's so good it's so good it's it is one of the shots truly this episode um, rules yeah this episode is great so fucking good chronologically then yeah my first note is literally when did cabin in the woods come out <laughs> <laughs> uh 2011 i think uh oh okay cabin in the woods copied supernatural <laughs>
Um, my first note is I noticed this was a soundstage like almost immediately because they do a really good job shooting the background to make it clear that it's a background. Mm -hmm. Like it's poorly yeah. shot on purpose. So you can see yeah. that like the moon is just like a flat like yeah. image. There's no depth to it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I really love her bad scream. <laughs> like, her bad oh, scream so is good. really good. She's she's good. Just go like ah. Uh, like she keeps dragging uh, it out even though it clearly isn't working anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of the one of the guys like compliments her on it still. Yeah, McGee, the director. Yeah, yeah. director. Cuz so we, good Tara, that was great. We, let's do it again. <laughs> do we want to talk about McGee? Yeah, let's talk about Oh McG. my god. We should talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, so the director, uh, I don't remember if this got s s remained in the canon of Word of God, but um, McGee is the director in this episode, and I don't know no. if y'all remember, but no. I, for the past decade, thought that that said Meg, oh. was, like the executive producer or whatever. So that's a real guy. Yeah. McGee is a real guy. He's who yes. actually works on producer. Yes. Maybe he's one of those big titles. He yeah. did Mc, not direct. McGee is the executive producer of yeah. the of the first eight seasons of the this show. This episode was directed by Phil oh, Phil Grecia, mm -hmm. who has been mentioned before. Let's see what he did. Uh, can I read this quote that is on oh, McGee's page? This, hold on a second. Uh, this guy page. also directed uh, one sixteen nightmare, one nineteen Providence. Two, two, everybody loves a clown, and two, twelve, I think, night shifter, plus this, mm. and he comes back for some, a lot more. He keeps doing episodes, all the way to season fourteen. Good for him, or or yeah. terrible for him, depending. <laughs> anyway, yeah, McGee is a real person. I think it's implied. It might just be me being crazy, um, that when Jay is talking on the phone, uh. He's he when he's complaining, he's like, I yeah. hate McGee's dailies. I can't work with this guy. What you know, Bob, you I love. I think that's a reference to Robert Singer, who Bobby is named after. Yeah. I think that's fun. That is it's very fun. That is very fun. I was half expecting one of these motherfuckers to be Eric Kripke. Not <laughs> and then not isn't doesn't when he when he hangs up, doesn't he go like prick or something like that? Yeah, he goes, what a dick. Oh yeah, what a, it's great. There's a the most New York accent. There's a lot of like two facing, like backstabbing in this episode, and it's all very mm -hmm. good. Um, they have a lot of can fun I, with it. Can I please read the quote that is on Mick G's page in the Supernatural Wiki? Please do. Please, I must know. It's fun to hate a guy called Mick G. In my humble opinion, it's your fucking lunacy, because it's just short for McGinty. Fucking get past it. My name is Joseph McGinty Nicole. My mother's maiden name is McGinty. My uncle's Joe. My grandfather was Joe. It's called McGee since the day I was born, because we were broken. There were three Joes in the house. There's no Hollywood. I think I'll give myself a nickname bullshit. It just is. And at some point, I would be a sellout punk if I rolled over and said, well, call me Joe. And I've had to suffer through teachers in third grade saying, look, no vowels. And I suffer for a bit for it now. I can only sigh and move forward. <laughs> Oh, I just sorry discovered... for thinking your name was Meg for so long, McGee. <laughs> People are asking so many questions about my McGee is a normal name shirt, already answered by my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just discovered so that on the true. wiki page it says during the scene where McGee, the character, speaks to the cast yeah. in the parking lot where he's like telling them to go home, the real McGee is standing behind Sam and Dean. So he did cameo. Incredible. Cute. Yeah, he did. Incredible. Um,. Okay, a couple things at the start here, just to get the, like, trivia out of the way. Um, oh, yeah. As they're doing this, like, tour, 
Um, the tour guide is like, we're passing this out of the Gilmore Girls. Let's see if we can see any of the stars. Uh, which Sam like immediately wants to get off at this point, and it's kind of mm -hmm. weird in the show. It's like, why Sam like hate the Gilmore Girls so much? Uh, and Sam looks very this is this is Sam does not want to see his doppelganger and cease to exist because Jared Padalecki had a guest guest appearance on the Gilmore Girls. Also, his character was named Dean. Yep, yep. His guest appearance. Yep. I thought he was a major character. I've been living a lie this whole time. All right, it's okay. It's like okay I literally thought he was a main character in the show. Okay, I did too. Okay, so this brings up an interesting fact. Uh huh. The Gilmore Girls canonically exist. In the super yeah. Okay, universe. you can't get into actor fact logic. <laughs> it simply happens. How is there a yeah. guy named oh, G that they talk to? Hold like... on. Wait, the super wiki's wrong. He is in like sixty-three episodes of that show. That's a that's a that's a <laughs> I mean, I don't know how how many episodes is the Gilmore Girls? It's probably like five hundred or whatever. How the fuck should I know? It ran for seven years, hundred and fifty, so not that many, but he's in he's in a third of it. That's like that's 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 more than a minor character for sure. I would say. So yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want to see his doppelganger. So who plays the real question is who plays Dean in Gilmore Girls if not Jared Padalecki? Mm. Mm. <laughs> this is why he doesn't want to. No, he did. He, he played Dean Forrester. Is because oh, he'll in, see his in doppelganger. Universe. Yes. Okay, I Emma. was very confused for a moment there. I got that. You know what? It's literally midnight. So, oh, I thought you just said, oh, yeah, up, you're regularly up until Sam midnight. Winchester has a double life moonlighting as playing <laughs> Dean Forrester on Gilmore Girls. Whenever he's not hunting monsters, he's playing Dean Forrester on Gilmore Girls. That's what he did when he said he was That's at That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he doesn't actually know shit about the law. Um, There's a the, the Matt Damon. There's a Goodwill hunting joke where he's he's. Uh, doing he's sweeping the floor Matt oh, Damon well is his character i don't know anything about what what specifically was being referenced but yeah dean is like look it's matt damon it sounds like matt damon just picked up a broom and started sweeping and dean goes yeah well he's probably researching mm -hmm. a role or something <laughs> which i didn't realize was supposed to be actually reference a specific role i thought it was just like dean is so trying to see celebrities yeah because because he because uh matt damon plays a janitor in goodwill hunting yeah that's cute. Mm. I didn't process that. Um, at some point, Dean says "golly." I don't remember why. Um, I got. I got to do my it. one more thing, which is again the thing that I mentioned earlier. Of mm -hmm. like, it's we got classic supernatural. It's gray. It's it, supernatural is always gray because Vancouver's always gray, and it's very gray in this episode. And they're like, "Oh yeah, L.A. swimming pools, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And it's like it's gray and cold around them. And, and it's Sam, raining. yeah, it's raining. It's like misty Vancouver rain. Uh, and Sam calls out like this is crappy weather for LA. And doesn't he say yeah, he like says, basically this Canadian? Like cool weather to you, Dean. I mean, it's practically Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere between the Matt it's Damon very... joke and practically Canadian, Dean says "golly," but it doesn't appear in the transcript. So I'm feeling cheated. I know I heard it. I know I heard it. And saw it in the subtitles, or I would have noticed that it wasn't in the subtitle. One thing I was looking for in the trivia and could not find is I want to know if this is one of their sets. If this set they film on, I want to know if this did is you their check set. Supernatural locations. I'm I'm doing that right now. I was I looking. See. I was. I figured because because I don't know if SBN locations would be able to get in and like film the film place. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 
see, uh, I mean, it's filmed at North Shore Studios in North Van, uh, where where a lot of stuff is filmed, and presumably some of Supernatural was filmed. But it doesn't say if it was if like this was their set. And that's the thing I'm curious about, because like they've been in the dark woods a lot, and I'm sure plenty of times they haven't actually gone into the woods. So I'm curious if this is one of their woods sets. They're like, yeah, just recycle that one yeah. from Roadkill. No one will yeah, notice. Yeah, exactly. Like, that'd be really fun if it was. It's like, we're just filming on the set again, but we're filming the set as a set that we're filming rather than a place where you're supposed to pretend the characters are. I don't know. I think that's, uh-huh. there's a fun, like, meta-fictional element to that that I like. Mm-hmm. On the note of metafiction, um, Dean makes a movie reference to Poltergeist and Sam shrugs and Dean goes, you know nothing of your cultural heritage, do you? Which is great because like, th- this like mm-hmm. explicit reference to them being a continuation of like h- horror fiction. Like Dean conceptualizes himself yeah. as following in Poltergeist's footsteps. Like That is yeah. a crazy thing to think as a character, but it's so good. It's really good. I think they should watch what we do in the shadows together as a family. In the <laughs> <laughs> it's also just on my on my Stephen King train again, whatever whatever word to call it, sandbox bullshit, whatever. Um, yeah, on my Stephen King bullshit again. Uh, <laughs> Dean's a creep show fan. <laughs> Dean's like, this is where they film creep show, which is the uh, the first. I, I think the first screenplay Stephen King wrote, directed by George Romero. Anyway. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Nice. Um, and uh, also, one more note right before that. Uh, I have so many notes on this episode because so much shit happens and mm-hmm. none of it is about the plot. Um, is uh, the I think it's really funny that the reason why um, the actress whose name I forget. Uh, Tara eventually. Tara, Tara, Tara. Um, the reason why she can't get a good scream is because she's just staring, staring at a tennis ball because they're gonna CGI the monster in. Yeah, and they're they like, like looking at the concept art help. And FX. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's this terrible, terrible concept art of this like flaming skeleton man with the chainsaw. Yeah, it's it's straight up Nick Cage yeah. ghost rider yeah. with a chainsaw. It's great. I love it. It's so bad. I love it so much. Yeah. Also, in that scene, she's drinking from like a name brand Snapple. Yeah, it's Snapple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Snapple advertising Product is supernatural. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I have now perpetuated by mentioning on this podcast. Pay me my money, Snapple. Yeah, don't. If you if you are listening to this, do the opposite of drinking Snapple. <laughs> now you're just giving them free no, advertising. Don't ash. don't succumb to the brand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, the janitor guy's vibes are incredible. I love him so much. Oh, the guy with the long hair. Yeah, I am. Oh, I mean, I guess he's vibes. the he's the actor later, but but yes. yeah, that guy, well, yeah, that guy's but... he's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. He does a great. He, the, his actor is a great actor playing an actor. Yes, yes. Playing an actor, playing a character. I don't know. It's nine fifteen. I don't know what's going <laughs> on anymore. <laughs> um, I think Dean's crush on Tara is adorable. Good for him actually getting mm-hmm. to live out his celebrity fantasy list. Yeah. Um, Even and though the way she's like Sam is like, oh, now you're on board. Actor. And Dean's like, I just, I mean, I'm a fan of her work. It's very good. He's so dumb. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. It's really cute. Also, this is, um, I'm going to mention this again in like a lot of seasons later because Dean having a crush on someone means that he's a fan of their work. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Just, just put in will that in my send own pocket. Me what... Yes, I will send will you, you send that. Send me whatever your recipe. Thank you. Uh, I like knowing things. 
Um, we get another Dean. This is one of the big, like, in all of the Dean, like, eating disorder, Dean plus yeah. food gift sets. Yeah. All the tiny, is... tiny, tiny sandwiches, little Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's eating, like, s pretty much in every scene yeah. he's in in this he's episode. He's got the taquitos later. Yeah. Um. Mouthful. They're wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Literally all he wants it's is job security sweet. and food. Yeah. <sighs> God, me too, King. I just, yeah, yeah. I want. I wanted him to stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dean deserves his this. little fanny pack. He literally makes me cry. <laughs> he has like a little, like belt holster for his walkie-talkie and his water bottle and his stuff. And he's got his little earpiece. And he's like so excited to call cut. And and mm -hmm. he's just a little guy. He feels like part of the team. He's. He's just a tech a tech kid and I love him. He's, he's literally so good. He's so so good. Also when they're so when good. they're doing their research, I'm jumping around ahead now, but um when they're mm. trying to figure out what's going on, um like he he he's up on the gossip. He's got like friends names, coworkers. He knows who's like dating whom and who he who he can call favors from. Like he's integrated into this place. Like yep. he really yep. likes it here, which is so sad that he never gets to do this again. Yeah. yeah. He's like, simultaneously, Dean Winchester is like, I would kill myself if I had to live a normal life. But then also at the first opportunity, he's like, actually, I live here. The mm -hmm. bit where he's like, it's like I'm part like, of the team, you know, exactly. just like hurt my heart. He knows all the lingo. Uh -huh. He just wants a little bit of He learns safety. it so quickly. He's been here for like a day. He's a fast learner. And like, he's ignoring Sam who's trying to talk to him about the case because somebody's speaking in his earpiece and he's like, yep, yep, got it. What were you saying? <laughs> Literally me at work all day. He makes me so sad. This um, is a really good Zine episode. Last one was a very good Sam episode. This is a very good Zine. Yeah. Anyway, when they're like, when they go talk to Tara about the, um, about the, about Frank, uh, the quote unquote dead janitor, um, she mentions taking Polaroids of all the, uh, members of the crew, and when I was watching this, I was like, that's, okay, that sure is convenient, like, sure, uh -huh. whatever, Supernatural, like, you roll the 10 plus on your investigate roll, I guess you know who this is now, but boy, is that convenient, and then later, I learned that apparently that's what Jensen Ackles does. Yeah, I saw that in the notes, too, I was like, oh, that explains it. It's still pretty so, dumb I guess writing, it... just in terms of like the audience has no way of knowing that, but it's cute. He wrote yeah. this for himself. <laughs> you hear that, Eccles? You're dumb. It's um, <laughs> it's the it's the Tiffany problem of like sometimes the thing can be normal, but it still feels weird and out of place. <laughs> yeah. Currently, it is a well, I don't know if it's a normal thing, but it's a thing people do to a point where like it's um, a fair at thing least to point out. At least one thing. At least into terminology as us, the Tiffany paradox. Uh, sorry, yeah, I was about to the explain fact the that, Tiffany like, problem. Theophania was a as a medieval name, so that there were nicknames for Tiffany like way before you think there were, which only Terry Pratchett has ever taken advantage of properly. <laughs> Jamie's just a major nerd in this episode, also. Like he I is keep jumping around, oh, but he's but making like a million he... references a minute. He knows like the details of what this guy, this background character, has played. He... He's like, you were in Desert Storm. He calls him yeah, Desert Soldier Number Four. Yeah, it's so cute. Dean's like 
ridiculously specific movie trivia is so adorable. So Tractor good. Crash so Victim good. and Critters 3, which by the way, Critters 3, real movie. I like had to go look up if this actor was in Critters 3 and I don't <laughs> think he was. Like I couldn't find it. But... Oh, on that note, um, Tara supposedly had a role in Boogeyman, also real. And she says, God, what a terrible script, which is funny because Eric Kripke wrote that or helps write that. Oh, cute. that's cute. I didn't look into that. That's really good. That's great. Love that. Um, I have no idea what Gerard meant when he said that he's the new Lonely Girl. Oh, Lonely Girl? You don't know about Lonely Girl 15? Just that I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry. I'm doing the rhetorical question thing. Yeah. Lonely Girl 15 was in really early, um, like, uh, YouTube web series uh, before people knew that things could be fake. Uh, in 2006, it was like... Uh, it was a vlog. It it was vlogs of a person um, named Bree, portrayed by actress Jessica Rose, who was like just doing daily like vlog stuff. Uh, and then it slowly turned into a plot. Uh, it became a, like a whole story. There's like an evil cult involved. Uh, a lot of people thought it was real for a long time. Um, and like, then there was like a whole hoax thing about it. And it's like, no, it's, it's just a story. They're just doing a story, but it's an ARG. Yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of, but yeah, this is very, this is very mid aughts, like early internet, like social media, just kicking off. Uh, I really like this element of the plot in this episode of like them getting into like basically influencer shit uh like new media uh, like right here in 2007 honestly ahead of the curve mm -hmm. he says these days it's all about new media building buzz um the uh there's a really good bit here up next uh when they're like shooting uh and they're doing the ch they're doing the chant um and brad's like i don't really get this like why does the chant make the ghost show up how do they how do the ghosts hear the chant <laughs> And the and like extreme like writer just being like oh god okay sure well, I guess it's McG he's the he's the director but no, like McG and the writer and McG says Marty you're the writer like no 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 that's what I mean it. yeah I I said right McG's reaction is like uh oh, suits um and McG's not the writer he's the mm -hmm. director but the but the the writer Marty is also there. And yeah. they're like, okay, goes, I guess we I gotta explain this. It's so good. Yeah. And, and then, then the next time they see Kendra... Them, yeah. Kendra asks <laughs> yeah, the same question. Like... So Mitch can go, they must have super hearing. It's so funny. It's very funny. It's and, like you can see. It is literally. Like, I like it when this episode reminds you that it was written by somebody who works in the industry. Yeah. It's, ex it's very cinema sense. Mm -hmm. Brad's reaction is like, "Ding! How did the ghosts hear the chanting?" Gotcha. And then Brad's body falls. Uh, on the note of Dean, like be becoming, um, going native, where he's he's saying, "Goes, how's it going in here?" And Dean's like, "It's going really good." Tara's really stepped up her performance. Like he's completely forgotten that he's supposed to be, you know, investigating. And he's oh still yeah. All the food. Mm -hmm. Um. Also. I just want to shout out that the the scene where Brad's body falls through the ceiling is really good. It's a really good interruption of the scene that they're shooting. Yes. It's just, I just love how it's... Yeah, paced. it's really good. It's like right after they must have super hearing. Yeah. Um, and then his Bluetooth falls out of his, his ear. His Bluetooth and, like, falls, yeah. The floor. It's really good. And then they, <laughs> the, in the next scene, 
they complain about the sorry who's complaining one second oh tara says why why would a ghost be afraid of salt and dean kind of laughs at it um and so they're like well what else would a ghost be scared of and marty suggests shotguns and mcg goes that makes even less sense than uh-huh. salt. it's great it's so good they're just uh-huh. like this is a stupid show it's we know it so good at least they're self-aware sort of mm-hmm. at least they're self-aware right now there's also <laughs> mcg here also says cut cut and then dean like repeats it and then mcg goes only i can say cut <laughs> yeah no tara says tara says hey can we cut or something and oh mcgee goes cut and then yeah but then and then dean just repeating it over the yeah dean repeats it through. oh he's upset that i thought he was upset that dean said it like that dean repeated it i think it's both no i, I think dean was both. repeating it for, for the rest of the crew because, like, know. not everyone is physically proximate to the stage or yeah. the earshot. Yeah, but Dean, like, the calls lighting it. Guys He's not talking into his headpiece. He's, like, Yeah, he says, that's a cut. I don't know. I assume that's what, Mc, really what McG... Yeah, I assume that's what McG was mad about and not Tara saying it because she's asking if we can cut. She's not calling a cut. She did kind no, of ruin, break the scene by saying it, though. Yeah, but, that's I mean, true. she was breaking the scene anyway because she yeah. was losing. Um, anyway, uh... <laughs> I, f- I remembered the thing, which is I, I really like the way the show, like, sort of red herrings itself or, like, sets up the fact that it's like, oh, here's the ghost. And then the boys look into it. And then here's our early red herring of, like, oh, it's just this actor. Uh, and it doesn't really, like, go anywhere after that, but it also still feels, like, right for some reason. And I can't quite put my finger on why. It's like... well. I think it's because the ghosts that Walter is summoning are all people who have died on this set. So in that way, they are still haunting this place, but not of their own yeah, belief. They're not normal ghosts. Right. What I mean is like the janitor being a fake ghost. But I get. Oh, no, actually. But that's it. Didn't. Wasn't he pretending to be the ghost of a janitor who did actually die here? No, he died and then or he pretended to die. And then there was a fake ghost oh, no, right. with a special effects yeah. in. Right, that right, was right, like right, right, right. projected. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, but, oh, right, yeah, but it does still work because um, it sets up, I guess, the history of this place. And it's like, yeah, they're playing yeah. into the story of this place is haunted. So it does provide the information that way. Yeah. Yeah, it works really well. So well that I don't even notice yeah. it. Because <laughs> I'm dumb. Um, that's interesting because it's like uh, I I wrote in my notes like oh well I guess that's the end of the episode because it it like reaches a causal ending state it's like the boys reached a dead end but then it introduces the new thing and often in narrative you want cause and effect to be clean so events can flow to each other naturally and like the ghost sort of comes out of nowhere in the original but it does still work because of that thing we just talked about of like yeah now we know that this place is haunted because of the fake haunting yeah. Um, I love how Dean has a Hellhazers t-shirt. He does. He's, he's, so, um, he's so good. He makes me cry. Um, when they're watching the, the dailies, uh, Dean says it's like three men and a baby all over again. And Sam is confused. And so Dean lists off the three men and goes, and I don't know who played the baby. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, there's good, before that, there's some good Photoshop, uh, foreshadowing, um, when they're talking about the salt. And uh, the the joke of like I'm not married to salt, any uh, another kind of condiment maybe, uh, and Walter goes like oh these people are idiots and leaves, and Dean says he's a little testy for a PA setting up the fact that uh I mean he's the one involved here, 
my notes my next note is um they're going through the grave the cemetery looking for Lisa's grave um and Dean says that he paid five bucks for this little map and he's like wow this place is totally worth it we gotta go check out this <laughs> other grave when we're done here he's so cute um Sam says and, we gonna dig him up too uh-huh and Dean says, and Dean calls that heresy, I think. He says, yeah, bite your he tongue, says, heathen. Bite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's it's really Sam's good. like, well, why is Elise suddenly haunting people, right? And Dean says, maybe she's mad they're making a scary ghost flick. And Sam says, come on, is it really that scary? <laughs> I love him. I love <laughs> yeah. this little bitch. It's like, it's kind of bad. It's <laughs> uh, really good. And Dean says Yahtzee again when they dig something up. This is the second time he's done this. He did Yay. it in Crossword Blues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that's the, this is the Jay conversation we were talking about, like, freaking hate McGee's dailies, and then he yeah. gets sucked into the fan, which, can, can that, can that happen? I thought it was implied. I think he takes grill off. I feel like it could happen, maybe, but also, I think it's supposed to be implied that the ghost is actually dragging him backwards, but we don't see the ghost anymore. Yeah, because that happens Cause later. A ghost. To Marty. Yeah, yeah, the ghost does saved. that later. Well, but the ghost is the, it. The ghost died that way, so obviously it had to have happened at some point. I guess so. Um, my guess is that there was, like, safety issues or, like, you know, safety things that were not in place. So somebody fell into a fan that was not properly oh. guarded, and it's an industrial fan, so it's probably pretty strong. Uh, and that's why he got fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, it was probably an accident, but an accident that was caused by poor foresight. I'm trying to look up. Can... Can an industrial fan suck you in and kill you? <laughs> I don't know if he was sucked in, but I think he, like, fell in or something like that. The ghost, not the guy. Yeah. Where the fuck was that? Right, so the he sucked into the fan. Um, and this ghost is so good! Yeah, this... the effects are so fucking good in this episode. Like, I was trying to find more about, like, the... the who did this costume, like, prosthetic thing because like this is the best like prosthetic effect the show has had i think like i've it's had some good ones before i've called out some good ones before but this is my favorite one this is really good his face is all messed up like mm -hmm. he's like all his messed head up is I, half cut in half it's good yeah mm -hmm. he's cleaved no it's really good he, it looks like he lost fight like i'm lot. very curious how they did it because it's like i guess he's wearing but his head is <laughs> like a green fishnet over half his face i would assume it's prosthetic yeah, it's like they probably his face is lower, I, but that's his. But that's it's his actual prosthetic eye. touched up with with special effects. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Which is always what the best effects are is, uh, as 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 practical uh, as yeah. possible, practical and as possible, up. Yeah. touched up with. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I guess probably the like the gap, um, like the bit where you can see behind him is probably special effects. And probably like, i don't head. think they cut the actor's head in half well yeah no but that's but i was mean like is he is his head lower and like he's wearing that and that's no, like the top his of his head face. but yeah because that's his real face and i was like how'd they do that but yeah it's special effect. okay it's very good it's very good it's yeah. excellent i and, like it and a lot we don't get we don't get much on her but there's another ghost who i mean presumably she like a light exploded near her because that's what she tries to do to, oh to yeah Sam, she's she, like all messed like, up her whole yeah, head's her whole, burned yeah. off it looks real gross it's really good um, on the opposite end of the spectrum we have the movie trailer which is really bad oh <laughs> uh, it's so it's okay, so, so good so, bad in this trailer it's like 
it's uh it's Hellhazers one, it's another thing. Uh and then it says Charlie's Angels, which Mick G, the guy, the actual guy, was a producer on Charlie's Angels. <laughs> which nice. I think is cute. Yeah. Um so this this trailer is like it's really dumb. They do like the classic voiceover of they never forgive, they never forget. Mm-hmm. And this summer they're coming back again to settle the score. Again. It's so funny. Back again, again. It's so good. If you And then the, the voiceover like, at the very the end again, goes watch this We must trailer. have brought them back, back from hell again. Like back again. Again. Like it's it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And the the, the clips of back the movie that they have filmed that they chose to use for the trailer are just like massive spoilers for the yeah. movie. They're just like, Ashley and Todd, yeah. they're dead. Wendy, they're dead. Like, why would you yeah. choose to put that in your trailer? <laughs> um, also, it says underneath this film, not yet rated, it says also not written, cast, shot, edited, or scored. It's really good. It's so good. They must have had so much fun making this episode. And in this scene, Ash mentioned already, but um, they use clips from Scarecrow and Route 666, the Supernatural episodes. And I think there's also a shot from Dead Man's Blood. If there is, I didn't notice it, but yes, probably. There's a shot of a knife covered in blood, and I think it's the same. Oh, no, it says in the wiki that it's from Bloodlust. Damn it, I was close. And um, another shot from Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. That's the four. So later... We'll talk about this more later, but this is the first time Enochian comes up. Uh, I noted that because I know about Enochian in the show. Um, and, uh, to be clear, Enochian does not sound like that in this show. Yeah, they see Enochian, I don't know right? what it's supposed to sound like in real life, but that was Latin and just they called it Enochian. Oh, I see what Sam you mean. Sam is an idiot. And Enochian does not... Like, Enochian is spoken in Supernatural. Enochian has, like, a canon... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it. yes. It and is it does just not Latin. sound like yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or more early installment weirdness. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, though, I wanted to... I bring this up because there's a shot from the trailer that is this. Uh, and I'm curious, do the, are these, like, symbols they use later? Like, is this related to the show's, like... Oh, no, this no. is from Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the necromantic Oh, that's the... the right, right, necromantic right, ritual. right, yeah, right. Yeah, that's from right. the coffin. Yeah, that's... Yep, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we'll see some... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Sorry. The ghost is continuously just looming. <laughs> Um, I love. There's still a whole season. I love guys. the anticlimax of McGee's big speech. He's like, you know, I've got an announcement. It's he so tosses good. his car keys to a PA. Mm-hmm. He goes, everybody huddle in. You know, we're shutting down production a few days. But then he like turns into like a, we owe it to them to go on, and, and like everybody's cheering. Uh, and he goes, but 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 not today. Go home. Someone will call you. It's really good. It's also very it's annoying. So it's like, yeah, the thing these dead people would most want is for mm-hmm. us to finish making this it's crappy very movie. It's great. It's very skeezy. Yeah. These characters are all caricatures, and it's really yeah. good. And then and Sam, this is, where Sam, Sam is trying to watch the dailies, and he's like, yeah. you know, maybe the spirits are trying to shut down the movie because <laughs> they think it sucks. Because, I mean, it kind of does. It's so funny. And he's, he's, he's right, so but annoying. also you can't judge a movie by its dailies. Dailies are going to suck. The whole thing sucks that we've but seen. But also the script it. is bad. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was going to yes. say. No, I know. I just mean in general, but yeah, the... The script is bad. It is very funny that he's just like, this movie sucks. I'm sick of being here. Get me out of here. And Zina's just like, I love having a a real job. I have so many friends. (laughs) 
Um, and then they go talk to Marty, and the the bit that made me crack up is Sam like says Sam says the thing that you say to any writer to make them get all happy, which is I like the attention to detail. And then Marty, of course, is right. He's like, dude, right on. That's my thing. I just, I'm a total detail buff. And it's great. Yeah. And then they go on to actually mention yes, they the mention details the details though, and he's, he's like, like, that shit. You like that garbage? Yeah, it's really good. And he says that was from Walter's script. Um, it's all wackazoo exposition. I had to cut like ninety percent of it to make it readable. The other ten percent to make it good. Which he's a jerk. And then they both <laughs> go read Walter's scripts, and they're like, "It's actually pretty good." So Marty. Yeah, really and also <laughs> a detail that doesn't come up like in the dialogue, but is like there in the shot is like the script is called Lord of the Dead. It's not Hellhazers 2. And this is a thing that happens to horror movies all the time. Is someone starts, like, making a movie, uh, and it's like, oh, why don't we just make... We'll make more money if this is a sequel to another movie. So even though they actually have nothing to do with each other, like, a lot of the time... There's, like, a particularly famous example of this that is, like, completely slipping through my brain, but maybe someone... I don't know, someone wants to write in and remind me if they know this. But yeah, it's like, this This happens a lot. Um, or at least, like, semi- en- Enough that, it, like, it's in my head is a thing that happens anyway. It happens in video games and- a decent amount, too, also. Anything- Sorry, go on. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just gonna say that clearly the show is aware of yeah, it. Too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's- The show is referencing that idea of, like, being a thing that happens. In our, like, more and more, like, IP-obsessed world- it's like, yeah, you're always the producers are always going to think that you'll make more money because it's a it's a guarantee because the previous one made all this money that people you have like a bought in an already bought in audience for a sequel, even if it's hot trash and had nothing to do with the original. Yeah. Yep. Um, then when Walter confronts Martin, uh, he says we could have gotten it right for the first time ever in this whorehouse of a town, which I really like as a line. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it's it's funny cuz like Walter got screwed over, but he's also a dick. It's like Yeah. It's he's also very like, very I have to wonder how good he's his writing actually was cuz his lines here are so melodramatic. Like he's trying to be uh-huh. a movie villain. He's like that's where you're wrong, man. Yes. Now you're going to find out what being he a is. ghost is really like. Like it's so dumb. Yeah. And also Dean yeah. and Sam aren't exactly arbiters of quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely Even not. Even if they do like it. Uh, but yeah, he's like, you replaced it with cleavage and fart jokes. <sighs> it was real. Yeah. And then he summons a ghost yeah, and it's... Marty This gets... is uh, time number one, when Dean shoots the ghosts before it can kill Marty. Uh, Marty goes, you uh-huh. are one hell of a PA. And Dean goes, yeah, I know. I love him. I love him. <laughs> yep. I love him. I love him. I love him. It's good. Like, it's so very much. good. It's, it's so a very good. cool line. And then after Tyra has had sex with him, she also says, you are one hell of a PA. Yeah. Yep. That Dean, time he thanks her. Dean should be a PA. Come on, Dean. <laughs> Society. Just, just quit. <laughs> just walk out. Just hit the Society. bricks. Society. Yeah. Um, this is the first time we've seen someone summon ghosts. Yes. Um, and I guess it's not the first time we've seen someone else use supernatural creatures to their like advantage. But I think yeah, the only other similar... time was Meg, who was a demon. Well, we had one twelve faith. Um, what's her name was summoning the Reaper. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's charm. true. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I forgot that that was how. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just, I guess we never, 
in my mind it was different because it's like she bound it in a ritual already where like he's up here like a wizard in D&D with his magical <laughs> like talisman calling up ghosts like casting a spell the spell focus yeah like it, yeah exactly his arcane focus or whatever so it felt <laughs> different for me like in this instance because we see him summon a ghost on screen i don't know it was notable yeah, that's uh, but fair. you're right it's not the first time that like a human has done that it is the first time that it was done to other human ghosts, though. Because, like, the Reaper is a supernatural creature being That's summoned, true. Yeah, that's, that like is also true. Mark Walter is messing with real people's spirits. Mm-hmm. That feels like it's probably mm-hmm. easier to do than binding a Reaper. Yeah, oh, yeah, they weren't like, this is serious I dark mean, magic with this one. They're just like, you shouldn't yeah, be doing that. Like, yeah, it's like, this guy's just summoning ghosts. I mean, you're, it's you're an necromancy, idiot. which I think is difficult and dangerous no matter what in the world of supernatural, yeah. because dealing with dead things is, is Children dangerous. shouldn't play with dead things. Yeah, exactly. And Walter uh, is nothing if not a child. That. Yeah, but binding a reaper is like, I'm going to put a dog collar on yeah, a tiger yeah. and then cover myself in meat. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird... <laughs> no, I like it. It's good. It was good. It was um, good. <laughs> Thank you. I like how uh, Walter is like, just leave. Martin's got to stay. And Dean says, sorry, can't do that. It's not that we like him or anything. It's just a matter of principle. It's funny. Uh-huh. It's like it's dumb, but it's funny. Yeah. I'll allow it. Dean's like, yeah, he's a dick, but like you still shouldn't you kill know, people. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. It would be kind of hypocritical of me if I let you kill him. So mm-hmm. uh, then they go. Then we get a diehard reference. Yeah, I was just gonna say Dean does his little John McClane impression. Uh, the, well, the maybe it's like the lighting. Like, like yeah. it's not even the. Um, it's not even just a Die Hard reference. Like, the camera reference is Die Hard 2, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Is that the... Come out to the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Get together. Okay, I've only yes. seen Die Hard once. I actually haven't seen... Well, I saw, like, half of it. I came in late. That's valid. Mm. Oh, and then, then we get Marty being like, Ghosts are real! Dean says, what which, What makes you say that? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's so many which good... Which is such a weird line. There, there's so many good lines in this episode. It's such a fun episode. I know we've said this before already, but... Uh, my last note is... Marty, I can't um, believe there's an afterlife. And Dean says, oh, there's an afterlife, all right, but mostly it's a pain in the ass. Mm. Classy. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the line. I literally wrote, oh, Dean. <laughs> I oh, like Dean, how they're using no the idea. phone as, like, AR in 2007. Like, this fucking I know. Pokemon Go for ghosts. I made the exact same comment to Alex. I was like, this looks like a fucking video game. The picture quality on the phone feels better than it should be. But I don't know. It looks like, you know, the the uh, old video games with that were made for the TV, so they look shitty on new TVs. Yes. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It looked like that old TV quality. That's true. Which is why it looked like a fucking video yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. I'm interested in the line, um, you brought them back, forced them to murder. Like, this is one of the yeah, few ghosts instances generally, I mean, like, ghosts hmm. are the victims. Yeah. Like, they don't have their own, well, you know, malicious intent. Walter is misusing these people's spirits. Which, but then they do, in fact, okay. kill him. I mean, so. Well, just because, like, just because a ghost, like, because burning the body didn't stop uh, yeah. Elise, mm-hmm. is, I think is her name. So, like, they were bound to the talisman, presumably. Well, like, in the even same when it way broke, they were still around, though. Well, yeah. I don't know. It was like a binding agent, I guess. I guess. But 
Also, like, just because they, you know, died in really fucked up ways and have unfinished business and stuff like that, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to become vengeful spirits anyway. Like, yeah, for I... all we know, they could have been resting in the afterlife okay, and then... Okay, this, this was what I was about to ask, is, yeah, were they pulled from the afterlife, or were they just, like, dormant? Presumably, because, I mean, otherwise, like, there probably would have been other... yeah. I mean, if they if they were haunting the place, they were just doing it in like a really like low key way. Yeah. Tell. They weren't hurting anyone. Yeah, they were just kind of moving things. Like the uh, ghosts in asylum, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're just kind of vibing, and then he's the one who ordered them to be violent. I don't yeah. think they were violent of their own accord. Has is this like a thing? Like, do we know? Like, can can you pull someone out of the? Afterlife and make them be a ghost. <laughs> uh, okay, I know, <laughs> I know you can pull someone out of the afterlife and have them be alive again. That's the thing I do know. But can you like drag a ghost? Like, can you just do a spell and like drag a spirit out of heaven or whatever, and then they're a ghost? Yes, I have a specific okay. one in mind, yes. but I won't go into detail. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, Emma, what you say? The way you both started cackling like hyenas is very funny. That was really good. That was fun. I. <laughs> the verbiage, the verbiage you use <laughs> is just perfect. <laughs> is it possible to get someone out of the afterlife? Hmm. Watching Supernatural has so many questions. <laughs> Thinking emoji. Uh, um, but yeah, as right. I was saying, the force them to murder line, and then immediately, because they're free, their first act is to murder someone. Yeah, is to kill it's him. Really interesting. Like, is that, I mean, I I conceptualize it as like, that's the only way to get him to stop that from. It's karma. I think they see it more as justice. Yeah, exactly. But like, that's really violent justice. Like, Um, just like this interesting positing of like ghosts as not inherently violent, but driven to violence. And then they can't back down from that or won't back down. Well, I mean, I think probably. I mean, I think there's a, a read of, like, their, you know, sense of proportions is blown out of the water because they're ghosts, and that sort of stuff kind of loses focus. But I also think, like, he made them kill a bunch of people who didn't really deserve it. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, you know, being able to decide who lives and who dies is problematic. But, like, as far as, like, karmic equality goes like eye for an eye he deserved to die and that's probably what drove the ghosts Mm -hmm. rather than the fact that he made them violent and then that drove them to kill him i think their sense of justice and their lack of like hang-ups but that's literally but also like they literally tear him apart with their hands they do they do they like rip into his guts there's a great. good you, you like see him getting torn up on the ground and then they like look at him through the phone. Yeah, Marty and picks up good... the phone and sees the ghost. Yeah. It's like a split it's, shot. It's really It looks good. really cool actually. I really like that shot. Yeah. It's interesting cuz like ghosts have never been this invisible to the boys before, right? Yeah, I mean, well maybe cuz they weren't going Carter after them. Has... They the victims mm. have seen the ghosts. Hmm, that's that's I like that. I think that it's read. also yeah, it also might be part of, like, how they metaphysically exist. Um, sorry, Alex is going to open a Lego bag really quick. <laughs> They're not ghosts who manifest based on their own energy. They're ghosts that are summoned. They're manifested based on Walter's energy. So, like, it's entirely possible that they go invisible, um, not because they don't have the energy to manifest, but because it's a strategic advantage. 
Whereas sure, most of the time, that. when a ghost when a ghost uh, wants to manifest, it's so it can do physical harm to you. These ghosts don't seem to be uh, bound by that same yeah. logic, right? Because like we saw in in my time of dying, that ghosts have to have a certain amount of emotion and energy in order to interact with the world. And I mean, and if assuming that supernatural pulls from real world. It's funny to say that, but real world <laughs> occult beliefs on supernatural ghosts and energy and things like that. It takes energy just to manifest in any way. Yeah. Let alone to move a glass or kill a guy. <laughs> I like that read. Yeah. I, I just have a couple, just a couple notes left. First of all, Sam's magnificent bitch face as he watches Kendra imitate. Yes. Kendra and, and Mitch imitating his cell phone technique. He's very mad. Um. <laughs> He's, he goes, you find out there's an afterlife and this is what you do with it. Mr. Little prays every day. He's disappointed in you, Marty. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, the next thing is just, you know, good for Dean as he gets to come out of Tara's trailer while she's wearing a robe. Yeah, shout out to Dean. Um, and then they walk into the sunset mm-hmm. twice um, because they walk it's towards good. the um, the painted sunset. And then it rolls away to reveal the real sunset. It's really good. They just keep walking. Um, I have my own actor facts, which is that uh, Jay oh. and Martin are both played by Jewish actors, and Jay is is in fact from New York City. I did call that. Yep. Representation. We love. To also, see he it. plays Jimmy the Nose in Star Trek: First Contact. <laughs> okay. Incredible. Um, Bedlin was like Jews in Hollywood. I will make some roles for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben and Lyndon said representation. Um, I have an article about Jews in Hollywood, or uh, a Wikipedia page, um, so I'm going to link that. Not in a conspiracy theory way, to be clear, obviously. <laughs> but just like, factually, there are a lot of Jews in Hollywood, and the Wikipedia page goes into why. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you say not in a conspiracy theory way, but that's definitely like a thing that shitheads like, say, right? It's like, yeah, oh, that's Hollywood. why I wanted to clarify. Like, it's all, yeah. like I, I'm not saying, yes. like, oh, the Jews control mm-hmm. the media. I'm saying, like, yes. Jewish people have large representation in Hollywood. Yes. Like, behind the scenes. For for some of our innocent mm-hmm. listeners who may not know, who may not be aware of this shithead conspiracy theory, I just wanted to mm-hmm. call attention to that. Yeah, like the shithead conspiracy theories come from factual statistics and yeah. turn them into mm-hmm. garbage. Like most bigotry, yes, is you know very 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 you know extracted, extrapolated. Distorted. From well, they'll look for whatever evidence like that fits their worldview, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they can find any yeah. scrap, they'll use it. So that was my actor facts. Why do you have real ones? Um, I think that was a real one. Uh, I got one more. I mentioned uh, Gary Cole already, but uh, uh, Walter, uh, the guy who plays Walter, Ben Emanuel. Um, I just wanted to shout this out. I think this is funny. Um, he directed, and did he also by yeah, direct, written and directed by Ben Emanuel. Um, it. it he it's an award-winning uh like canadian like indie movie uh and i think it's funny that his character was like oh my art like i never got to do it like you ruined it or it's like the actual actor who did it like went on to make this artsy movie that's meaningful to him i just i don't know i find that funny there were two things i wanted to talk about real quick um like okay first of all uh for this episode as a whole um i think it does a really good job as the way like the way horror does as we talk about all the time of digging into 
like the underlying issues of a thing or place like supernatural has done this a lot with like the american small town and here it's tackling hollywood in a way i think is pretty cool um where in this case like first of all on one hand like the go these go these are good ghosts of like representing on one hand uh like the abuse of the people in power of like the that people who act in the movies uh and then also the way like people like people on sets are often also not viewed uh, like assistants or like pr the production crew are viewed as like not expendable necessarily but like you know safety standards aren't always great like we hear about stunt actors getting hurt badly all the time there was the thing just recently with that prop gun that killed mm -hmm. a woman um and so we have this guy who like had this horrible industrial accident etc but these ghosts are not actively haunting the place the thing that is actually haunting the place is like the hierarchical system which like treats the people who make the movies like shit of like here is this writer who like spent all this work making the thing and like sure he's a dick and like he shouldn't have gone about killing someone but i think it's interesting that the thing that spurs the conflict in this is like a guy who like put all this like thought and heart and effort into this script and gets completely chewed up by the system and like disillusioned. It's it's very it's very like Marxist like worker alienation in a way. Ben Edlund really does it all. <laughs> Bedland continues hitting. Um and then yeah, it, final final thing. Um is this is the most like this is a classic, the way this villain dies is a classic, like, TV thing, or just, like, I don't know, pulp story thing in general, of, like, the villain who is hoisted by his own petard, but in a way mm -hmm. that makes it so the, in a way that makes it so the heroes don't have to actually, like, confront or deal with it, uh, there's a, yeah. <laughs> this is a, I can't, I have to talk about this, because it is, it's very niche, but also it, like, lives in my brain forever, uh, there's a thing Austin Walker, the uh, GM of Friends at the Table, an excellent podcast, says all the time, which is no alibis, uh, which where he's specifically talking about this sort of thing of like the narrative resulting in a situation that allows the heroes to have an alibi that makes them not have to make a difficult choice. Like the more interesting thing would have been the boys having to figure out what to do with this guy, uh, but there's not time to do that. So the show just kills him. And yeah. that's, like, a thing that, like, serial media often ends up dealing with when you have to return to the status quo, is it will present this, mm -hmm. like, potentially interesting problem and then just remove it so, the, like, they can just move on and reset. Well, we've talked about this before, especially, yeah. uh, like, the show doesn't want to deal with the, the ramifications of Sam and Dean killing somebody. Yes. Um, it needs to be in self-defense or it needs to be sufficiently monstrous um and this is that's part of why yeah they don't uh, really have everything you just infrastructure said. to solve problems other than killing people and they don't kill humans mm -hmm. according to their mm -hmm. definition yep. so like if the ghosts hadn't killed them what would they do with this guy like bring him to the road what would they do and, like, i want to know it's an it's, they don't it's so have, interesting like, supernatural crimes prison you can't bring him to yeah. court for killing these people by sending ghosts after them. Like, similar to 217 that mm -hmm. we just talked about. With, there's no, like, werewolf rehab. There's no ghost murder prison. Not that prison is a good solution either, but you know what I mean. Like, there is no yeah. infrastructure for There is There is nothing problems. for them. Yeah. The only solution is There's not is even a bad system. There's no system. 
Mm-hmm. Which is like, obviously that's a big conversation in prison abolition mm-hmm. in general. And in a lot of revolutionary and leftist circles is like, yeah, we gotta like dismantle this system, but we can't just like have nothing in its place mm-hmm. because that would obviously be ish- be a problem. Yeah, and I know I've talked about this before. It's just, I don't know, it's interesting to me. Like, I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't even fault like the writing for it. Cause like, yeah, if you're telling this kind of story, you have to get back to normal. Like, you have to figure out how mm-hmm. to solve this problem with the villain within 40 minutes. I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. just, also, I don't know. like, it's the, the thing problem I think about a lot. With, with like, it's a supernatural. Trend. You know, prison discourse is that like prison abolition calls for um, like idealized solution would be just eliminating problems that lead to crimes that would require Mm -hmm. or currently um, result in prison sentences. So like equity would be the solution, but the the supernatural lore requires... Yeah. Requires. The supernatural lore means that it's not possible because some creatures are just inherently violent, and even if you give them everything they need, they would still attack people. It's like you can't make that kind of claim mm-hmm. the way you can for people or can try to for people. Like you mm-hmm. can't solve um, werewolfism if the werewolf is literally not conscious for it and isn't making a decision. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just a werewolfism very... like there isn't a word for that. You can't solve <laughs> Uh it's a very interesting it's one of those fantastical like systems that it's really fun to chew on and try to like figure mm-hmm. out how to approach it. Um but like Emma said, like based on the actual lore we have currently, there's no way to make a demon stop being a mm-hmm. demon. Yeah. There's no way to make a vengeful spirit stop being vengeful without quote-unquote killing it. And at this point, they don't know what else is waiting for the ghost. They don't know if it's better or worse. Um, So they don't know if it's, like, mercy or if it's just murder. Yeah, they just think of it all in terms of harm reduction, that they're preventing future human deaths. Yeah, which is the, the priority. And I get all that, and the show, like, has justified its reasons for Monster Murder. Yeah. We've talked about this, like, a billion times. I just, like, in this particular situation, I'm at, like, they had now have to deal with a human, and that's their, like, that's the th- line they can't cross. And the, sh- the narrative carefully maneuvers itself into a place where they don't have to cross that line. Yeah. Is, like, no, yeah, absolutely. Thing. And they, they do it every time they play with yeah. this... Monsters yeah, and this has ha- this has happened before, um, like with um, what's yeah. his fit with 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 Ansem. I'm never gonna forget that yeah, guy's name. Yeah, and with <laughs> and with the Benders. Yes, um, yeah. I think, and honestly, I don't think it's a problem that we bring this up so often mm-hmm. because the whole point of this podcast is to kind of analyze supernatural in this like like individual sense, episode by episode, but also in this grand scheme, and especially as we get later in the canon. Uh, examining it as a whole and then also examining it as a product of like post 9-11 culture um libertarian culture white culture things like that um i should probably say white supremacist (laughs) um and and things like that so the fact that we are bringing up these trends in the narrative Mm -hmm. i don't think it's repetitive i think it's just we're tracking the pattern notation And it is yeah. it is uh, different this time too. Um, 
in terms of the other times it's been like the guest character of the episode who deals with the problem mm-hmm. for the yeah. boys. This time it's the very, uh, again, Stephen Kingian, like the evil defeats itself situation of like yeah. the, the evil is its own undoing. Uh, this this mm-hmm. dummy breaks yeah. his like own spell one, and Marty ends up dying. Walter. Like, yeah, there there isn't even another human who has to be culpable or like deal with like mm-hmm. the moral issue of like killing a person. Like this guy just brings about his yeah. own end. The guy dies in a way that's very the ghosts yeah, go away. It's very clean. I'm wondering how yeah, Marty's going to explain this to con. the cops. <laughs> yeah, Walter got hurt yeah. by ghosts, obviously. Uh huh. Well, and that's why, like, I didn't even think about that, because that's part of, like, that's how clean it is, like, narratively speaking. Is, yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's actually not clean. Like, they had, how are they supposed to explain all this? This is very messy. Um, but, like, the show treats it as clean, and so it's like, yeah, that's it. Like, this is all dealt with. There's no loose ends here. We can move on and never yeah. think well, about because, this again. Yeah, exactly. Sam and Dean pull a Doctor Who and just leave <laughs> before they have to start answering. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. job here is done, but you didn't do anything. My job here. <laughs> Yeah. Or <sighs> I don't want to deal with the ramifications of what I yeah. what has happened here and I don't want to have to answer uncomfortable questions. So I'm just going to hit the bricks. Yep. Okay, but literally Goodbye. the only thing they did just was shoot out. one ghost and then scare Walter into smashing the thing. That was their whole job here. Everything else was it just is, them that's researching. True. That's true. They did not They did shit and fuck. They did not do anything in this episode. I mean, they researched <laughs> enough them. that allowed them to be there in that moment and Yeah, I they guess got to that point, but say, the only thing they did yeah. to help people was that one ghost and Walter yeah, but causally speaking, it is what caused it to break, even if they didn't do it. It doesn't matter. Or <laughs> if if Dean they did significantly less than they usually do. Yes, they, that is true. That is speaking, true. That is true. If we lived in a universe where Dean and Sam Winchester never existed, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, I can't finish okay. the sentence. All right, laughing. thank you for listening, everybody. This <laughs> <laughs> been. This has been Word of God. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Oh, wait, next episode. Um, next episode, we will yes. be talking about... Yeah, ne- um, uh, 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 19 and 20, whatever those are Folsom named. Prison Blues, and... Oh, that one's next. Good cool. That one's a good one. Uh, you, and what is and what should never also be. Also a good one. I'm going to go crazy. Okay, we have a good one next week. <sighs> Probably. The episode. Tomorrow. What isn't what should Take never be? Really, the episode. To a castle. Oh, man. The, the season episode. two episode. Or what's to be? They say. I feel. I feel like it's one of those. Again, maybe it's just because this is one of those plot lines that me and my longtime roleplay partner before Emma uh, recycled over and over and over and over and over again for like angst. Mm-hmm. It's um, so good. But this. This plot point this like the plot of this episode or this episode just in general feels very important to me in the rest of the show maybe it's because it's the dean thesis maybe it's just because i have a very particular brain worm problem um but i'm sure we'll talk about that next week stay tuned Uh, so but for now we'll be walking off into a fake sunset uh that hopefully someone moves before we bump into it Walk through the fake sunset. <laughs> yeah, or just walk through it like... Become uh, ungovernable. I don't know. That cartoon mm-hmm. character that walks through things. Kool-Aid man.
podcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share-alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.